are going to be asking ourselves, is Nintendo doing enough to celebrate Princess Peach? She got so much popularity last year from the movie. So I think people, fans, me, you, we have high expectations now. The bar has been raised for Princess Peach. So are they doing enough in this new game? Let's discuss. Yeah, Princess Peach Showtime is now kind of the big game for Q1 for the Switch. So there's going to be a lot of people looking at it, and it's been a long time since we had a full Princess Peach game. So I think it's good to look and see. You know, this Princess Peach is like a big character. It's a big yeah. deal in kind of the Mario universe, and there have been some mixed results of, of their usage of Princess Peach in the past. Right. So we're, we're going to dig into this game and let you know what we think. Exactly. Yes. We... If you're you watching, and I. If you're watching yes. this on Thursday when this podcast comes out, we are not in our home. We're on no. a mystery trip. We're going on a mystery trip out of state. Oh, out of state. Yes, interstate travel <laughs> okay. is, is occurring. Not interplanetary. What state? I'm not. What state? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> all will be revealed soon enough. And right. the good news is we're going to be vlogging this trip. Yes. So you can all see what happens. There's a, there'll be a lot that you can see really from this trip. really shrouding this in mystery. But it'll be a lot of fun, and it's something I'm looking forward to. I am too. And I think it's going to be great. I'm very much looking forward to the mystery trip and to vlogging it for everybody and to the cool thing that we're going to get to do. Yes. I'm trying to be a little bit <laughs> secretive, as you can tell. It's out of our hands when when certain things get uh, announced, revealed or revealed. announced, so yes. that's fine. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it still fun, adds, still happening. Adds the fun, yeah. adds to the fun. Exactly. So, yes, look out for that vlog. Right. You'll, you'll find out, you, you probably would have found out now what this trip involves. Right. So and then that And then that'll be the last Super Kitten Krista 64 until the start of March. Right. Because we're on our new schedule now yes. where Super Kitten Krista is monthly. And at right. the end of the month, we have our big spoiler, spoiler cast. cast, which is going to be on Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, which is a game you've told me you have not played in several days. I have not so played good luck. in one day, oh. actually, not several days. I like how you really like to over-exaggerate the fact that you don't think I'm going to be able to beat this game. I don't know. But I am doing just fine. Thank oh, good. You. Thank you very much. Great. And I'm very much looking forward to doing our big spoiler cast which is our a new Patreon exclusive right. that we're doing for our wonderful community on this game. It's like the perfect game to to do that with. And you and I have been playing the game a ton mm -hmm. and really loving it. And we'll be talking about it a little bit in our what we're playing section um, of the podcast. But we can't talk about everything. So you got to keep the spoilers. Oh, yeah. Some things you got to keep it you zipped. Gotta, you got to keep it right. zipped. So that's uh, what the spoiler cast did, is for. Did you know, were you aware... Maybe the good people might not be aware. Oh. March is my birthday month. I'm very aware. Are you? Very aware. <laughs> very okay, aware. Okay, okay. Just putting that out there. Putting out some feelers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You expecting like a big present or something? We got that Benihana down the road now. Okay. Do another trip to that? Can. Yeah. Yes. Do you, do you still get a discount on your birthday at Benihana's? I don't that think so. That used to be like a thing. Remember that? Yeah. When we were kids? Right. We'd go to like, it was either that or that that Japanese seafood buffet. You get oh. fruit Oh, yes. Toda, yes. Toda? <laughs> Mr. Blast in the I think, 90s. I think that's a, uh, that's re that's, of, I think that's very regional. It's very regional. <laughs> for, our many, for, for our many viewers and yeah. listeners, yes. But basically, it's like this really cool Japanese seafood buffet. Was it cool? It was when we it were little. It seemed to be very middle of the road. When we were little, I thought it was cool. Okay. Because I just never saw like that much all-you-can-eat sushi. Yeah. 
And I, well, you know, maybe there's a reason. Exactly. <laughs> maybe sushi is not something that should be all you can eat. Um, and I remember, you know, it was like a special occasion to go there yeah. with your family. Yeah. Like, and then on your birthday, you get to eat for free. Nobody's eating for free these in this economy these days. Nobody oh, can afford nobody this. Nobody can afford to let anyone eat for free. No, now. one of my deepest fears over the last couple of years was that Benihana would go out of business. Oh, it's like things are shaky. No, this, they would this never. pandemic could really hurt them because people go there as an occasion. That's true. Thank goodness they that pulled didn't through. No, at all. The Benihana's here is very busy all the time. Right. The one that is in Japantown in San Francisco that we went by in our Japantown vlog. Bustling. Bustling. Right. Every day They're of back. the week, bustling. Right. I ordered it over the pandemic. I didn't care. Good. I was just eating Benihana. It was great. Yes. Benihana's, will, it will, will remain. Second of all, it's Second not, it's not Benihana's. B-E-N-N-Y-H-A-N-N-A-S. Benihana's. <laughs> Benihana's. <laughs> hey, Benihana's my good friend. Let me tell you something. First, oh, Benny. First name Benny, yeah. last name Hanas. Oh, oh, Benny. We go way back. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Hanna's. <laughs> Mr. Hanna, that's and my father's name. Call me Benny. Some Benny. <laughs> Anyways, we are on the Nintendo Direct Watch. So. Big time. Big time. If it happens, so we're, we always record this on a Monday, there is, there, is, there is some chance that this direct could happen around yeah. the same time that this podcast comes out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. We don't the know. The trolling has begun. I've seen people posting last year's Nintendo Direct oh promo. The, oh, here it is. Here it is. It's so bad. It's <laughs> don't, so, don't do It's so bad. Yeah, yeah like, don't do that. I fall for it every time. But some time. people genuinely get, get snookered. I, I fall for it literally every time. Right. I also fall for like any sort of like fake accounts that pop up oh. that do like a fake, a really good fake copy. I'm always like, oh, is that it? And then I have to look very carefully at like the at, like, you know, like it's not right. We did that, la uh, not last year, maybe our, our first year of doing podcasts. We did a promo for a podcast episode, which was about a Nintendo Direct in the style that's right. Of the Nintendo did program. Did we get some people? People did not like that. People people, people, people were that. a little upset by that. We haven't done that since. Yeah. I think people are just like so on edge every time this, one of these things is perhaps about to happen. People are just on edge. Well, yes, but I feel, like, play with I feel like maybe people are on a less of an edge this time because it's like this is potentially a very low stakes yeah. Nintendo Direct if it's right. like, well, if it's let's, clean house. let's clean house before the Switch 2 gets revealed. Exactly. We yeah. did a whole, we, our, our whole episode last week was about this. If yeah, you, you guys if you seem have to not, if you agree have not with us it. too, right. which was, it was fun to read the comments and just kind of hear what everybody else is saying. But yeah, I mean, this, this one, certainly there is like some angst around it as usual because people are just, they just want to have it. They want to, they want to watch it, but it does seem to be a little bit more. Um, a little bit less crazy. The angst of the day seems to be around Microsoft, which we'll be talking about in the news. That's true. In some detail. <laughs> yes. There's always angst. Yes. There's always drama. That's why we love video games, Angst right? is like it's a common cold. You can pass it from one group to the next. <laughs> <laughs> now it's your turn to Just have it. Cough it into yeah. Phil's... <laughs> Gross. Gross. But if it does happen, we'll, of course, have some other stuff up on that. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, well, let's not delay and uh, get into our Princess Peach Showtime discussion. But first, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Thank, Thank you. you, BetterHelp. Sometimes people think that relationships and friendships are just easy and they just happen out of nowhere. Yeah. Take it from us, who we, we, we recently passed 15 years of knowing each other. Whoa. 
It's not easy. Sometimes there are challenging times. Sometimes、yes. there's a lot of work to be put in. That's the thing. To maintain a positive、yes. friendship.、Mm -hmm. And this is where talking to a BetterHelp therapist can really help. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's you know relationship with your friends, your significant other, somebody at work, anybody in your life, like all of these relationships, no matter what they are, take a lot of work. And sometimes you need to be very mindful and proactive about doing that work to maintain solid relationships. So I find it super helpful. To have a better help therapist, kind of talk you through some of the stuff. When he bugs me, guess who I talk to? Okay, you need a third, a, a neutral <laughs> third party to help you with some stuff.、Um, but yeah, it, it's it's extremely helpful, and it's just a, a nice way to, you know, make sure that you're valuing all the relationships in your life. And it is extremely convenient to use BetterHelp. You do a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can do your meetings with them on audio. You can do them on video. You can even do them just through text. It's very、uh, convenient and up to how you want those meetings to be.、Mm -hmm. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com/kittenkrista today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash Kit and Krista. I'll put the link right over here and also in the description below. All right, it is time to investigate Princess Peach Showtime. Yes, which is a game coming out on the twenty second of March. Very busy day. People have pointed out that's the same day that Dragon's Dogma、mm -hmm. Two comes out. I believe、yep. there's one other. I think it's the、uh, Rise of the Ronin, which Sony just showed. Right. So there's a lot of games coming out、Some、then. Big big hitters, heavy hitters coming out. To set a bit of a baseline for this conversation, I think people should know that you are not the biggest Princess Peach fan. I'm not the. Big <laughs> Tell us how you feel about Princess I'm Peach. I'm definitely not the big Princess Peach fan because I really feel like. This character has been really shortchanged by Nintendo. Like she is such a, she could have the potential of being such an interesting character, and we, I think, we really got the first glimpse of what that could be with the Mario movie, which is like in equal parts awesome, but also disappointing because it's like it took this forty years later. <laughs> it took a, it took a movie that was made by another, you know, another right, thing,、right. not Nintendo. Like yes. It's, You know, co co produced by Nintendo, or whatever. But it took, you know, this other thing to give this character its fair due, which kind of upsets me, honestly. And so, yeah, based on just the the games alone, and and sort of Princess Peach's character、um, in Nintendo games, I'm not the biggest fan of this character.、Um, so yeah, I, I feel like she has so much potential. Like just. Push it a little bit, and we could get something great. We've also、know? seen firsthand how she can often be kind of an afterthought, kind of in the eyes of the developers too.、Right. Like you know, we saw and heard the interviews that the Odyssey team did when they were talking about her role and like why why is she getting yeah kidnapped again? And,、right. and I think we were a little less than、uh, impressed. Yeah, we we definitely had like real talk with the de developers,、um, especially around Odyssey, but even before then about Princess Peach's role and character and character characteristics that are sort of put upon her, and it is like a little jarring for us each time when we realize that it's just not something they're thinking about. You know, it's it's these kinds of things that kind of make her. Some questionable choices about her character. 
like it jumps out at us pretty significantly. Um, but when we bring it up, it's always like, oh, we didn't think that would be an issue. It's like, you didn't think that someone getting kidnapped and forced to marry was going to be an issue? Like, really? Okay. <laughs> For 40 we, consecutive we, years? We are on some different pages. <laughs> we, need to, we need to come together in a better People way. People love that, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. they come for. And it, it, maybe it's a cultural, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what is sort of kind of getting them in that mindset because they seem like very smart and well perspective people so i'm like what's the deal but yeah it, it is a very interesting thing the the way that the developer's mindset is about princess peach so and this is the first dedicated game since super princess peach which was a ds game in yes. 2005 so I we're coming realize, up on 20 years i was gonna say i didn't realize how long ago that's longer than i thought yeah super to be princess quite honest peach? did you play this game i did oh really i didn't really like it though why not because it was kind of boring. I, wa I I didn't play it. I watched some playthroughs of it to get ready for this yeah. conversation. And it looked like a very competent, breezy, but kind of maybe more like kid-oriented platformer. Yes. And obviously kind of one, was, of one of the key gameplay things was like this. The emotional. Right. So on the touch screen, you could like activate different emotions, which even at the time was pretty controversial. Yeah. And... I was reading up how, like, when Nintendo sent the game to press, the game was covered in perfume. Yes. And there was all this, like, really, like, um, girly stuff. Yeah. Did, that like, was wrote in there. that little letter in yeah. the, on the Peach Stationery. Right. Yeah. And it was around the time where they were doing, like, this whole campaign around, like, let's, like, let's really appeal to girls, but in the most generic ways possible. Yeah. With like a pink DS, remember that pink DS? Oh yeah. Okay, I definitely bought the pink DS. Though. Let's just be real. Let's just get the elephant out of the room because I like that pink DS. But like, did you have to market it to me in that way? Like, come on, you know. So they they were doing like a big push, I think, around that, and, and that was one of the games that um, that was sort of like around that as well. So yes, it was it was interesting. <laughs> and you think about the cast of characters that make up the Mario universe and how many of them have gone on to have their own a game yeah. or in some, in the case of some of them, a lot of games. Yeah. Like, you know, Luigi has Luigi's Mansion. Yoshi, right. I mean, Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshi how many Yoshi games have there been? So many I lost, games. I lost count. Even Captain, I mean, Captain Toad. Has two of his a, own games. And those games are really well regarded. Right. The one that we don't have Locky Where is the Bowser game? Oh, I was gonna say Locky Two because well, you love Locky Two. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I'm on like a total like villains arc. So a Bowser would, game like, could be awesome. I would love a Bowser's Bowser's game. I love would love a Ganondorf game. Like oh, I, I want the Nintendo sure. villain arc yeah. game library. Right. But yeah, Princess Peach. And she's um, the one who's had a very light touch in terms of being the feature of her yeah. own game. She certainly was playable in Mario games. Um, yeah, this, this is where people at Nintendo, well, well, she's playable in Smash Brothers. We got, yeah, yeah, we yeah got they, the, they, did, they do make that argument, you know, <laughs> we have, we have these, these arguments about, like, we used to, we had this conversation at Nintendo about, This was like, a common, like, E3 prep question. It was yeah. like, so if you get asked, like, who, who are the female characters in your games, what do we say? And then there's always, like, crickets. And it was like, well, we have two of them who are potentially human. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of other, like, 
creatures and critters and yeah, we got some critters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's Inkling Girl, right in the name, Inkling Girl. Inkling what girl. more could you ask for? Girl, what is she? I don't know. Don't she's ask. An inkling. She's an Inkling, but she's a girl. She's a squid and a kid. <laughs> Definitely a, and a kid. Yes, that's a girl. So there you go. Um, but there was always like uh, you know, they always bring up like Princess Peach and then like Samus, yes. obviously, right? Um, because. Yeah, there there are questions around representation and whether or not there is a broad sort of array of, of characters that people can relate to, right? Like you want you, you want players to be able to relate to somebody, you know, in your cast of characters, especially in the Mushroom Kingdom, because that's like your main thing. That's like your you know your like main cast of Nintendo you know IP and stuff. So to have Princess Peach sort of get a bit of the, you know, not not a spotlight and it's sort of benched, you know, a fair amount is is kind of, yeah, it's kind of disappointing, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that, that the same company that can do Samus, which is like the complete opposite of, you know, the usage of that character can, yeah. also, can also do this. Right, right. But it is a really great opportunity for them to have this character that is well-loved that you think, wow, they really have only done the tip of the iceberg of what is possible right. with this character. Because she is iconic, she is culturally, I mean, every Halloween there's like a half dozen big celebrities who are dressed as Princess Peach. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to do a lot of work yeah. to get the awareness the up for Princess Peach, right. especially after the movie. So that does feel like maybe we could go into a new era where she really does have a great series of games of yeah. her own that, that live up to what this character deserves. And give us like backstory. Tell us about more about who she is. You know, she has such, she has so much potential of having a rich backstory. And yet, you know, for 40 years, we've only seen her in one facet, that, which is her being kidnapped all the time, you know? So... Again, I think the movie gave us a little bit of a taste of what that could be. Um, and so so I think this is a great time for Nintendo to like step up and, and finally do this because they have the perfect like foundation set um, from the movie last year. So hopefully this game can live up to those high expectations. So the main hook of this game is that she can do these transformations mm -hmm. and there's like, I don't know, eight, eight or so the, that they've revealed yeah. so far. So let's just go through what each of these are. So there is Sword Fighter Peach, where she's in this kind of three musketeers outfit. Mm -hmm. um, got the sword there, seems more action oriented. There is, how do you say this? Patisserie? Pat Patissiere. Oh, Patissiere. <laughs> like bake, baking. baking Peach? Yeah. Cookie. This is, this is very much uh, like a peachette. Kind of look. Yeah. Do they dare delve into this? Oh boy. Yeah. I'm just holding like. I'm sure the cookies are gonna look fantastic. Oh, they do. I Nintendo mean, even in, even in this artwork here, look at this little like jelly yeah. jelly thing Nintendo on top that looks so good. Always looks so. Nintendo cakes right. and desserts always look so delicious. Now so, on, the, yes. on their website, they do have a little blurb about what what each of these are, and this one. I was slightly concerned at because it was like make make the pastry in the allotted time, and it's like oh. this is some sort of. Very like mini game cooking. heavy yeah. assembly sort of thing. Right, right. We have Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Peach. Peach. Defend the school with artful jabs, kicks, and jumps as a disciplined Kung Fu master. Send foes flying with strength and balance. Okay. 
We have Detective Peach, uh -huh. which looks fun. Uh, don your sleuthing cap to question locals, uncover clues, and solve a classic whodunit mystery as a clever detective. Okay. We have Ninja Peach. Hide in the scenery using props, jump wall to wall, and take out foes with kunai as an agile ninja. Move swiftly and strike. And finally, Cowgirl Peach. Toss enemies and grab items with a lasso and saddle up your trust trusty horse is a quick flinging cowgirl. Yeehaw! Oh, yeehaw! That's what we need. So, this is what we know yeehaw. as of now. There's still, you know, a month and a Probably half. There could a be more, more, more to be revealed, perhaps. Yeah. Um, thoughts on these? What, some are in, some are you find interesting, some you don't. Yeah, some I definitely like the idea of different kinds of gameplay with Princess Peach. That's beyond sort of like her as an extra character that you're just like platforming with, um, which which was what she did in Super Princess Peach, but also what she has done, you know, in some of these Mario games as like a playable character, is just the straight up platforming. And so the the idea of her of us being able to do some different kinds of gameplay mechanics with Princess Peach, that's very appealing. Like I, I like the idea that we can you know, play with a sword as, as one of the characters or transformations or whatever, or like the, the Kung Fu one, you know. So like that part of it I, I do really like, but I share your concern that some of these feel really like mini games or just a little bit right. disjointed, like in general. So we don't super know like what this game is in terms of the structure. We've seen some clips here and there, like the, the, the conceit is like she is in this theater. So there is this whole theater aesthetic. Like you can see that right in the sword yeah, fighter. The curtains. the curtains are there and there's like sort of like set. a she's background like a and set. a set. So, and like when she's uh, in the clip with the cowgirl, like the, the horse is like held up by strings. Mm -hmm. So that that is like a cool thing, but is the idea that each of these are gonna be maybe like a two hour chunk of game hour to two hour chunk of game where you have different mechanics and you're doing, you know, something like, now, now you're doing sword things, now, now, you're, now you're, you're doing baking, baking things, now you're doing kung fu things. That seems to be the most logical yeah. structure of what this game is. Right, right. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know how I feel about that though. Like the, okay. the sort of this idea of these being sort of separate experiences, I guess, is... I'm a little concerned about that, honestly. Like, well, in the, in the end, what it means is there'll be some you like and some you don't. Exactly, and then there's like be I'm, again, I'm already side eyeing Patissier Peach. You're like because mm -hmm. I'm not looking is forward that, to that. Is two hours of, of like doesn't sound like doing it's the basically best. like an overcooked thing. Yeah. Fun is going to be fun for you, right? There's going to be, gonna be some where you're like, I just got to get out of this because, and hopefully the next one will be better, you know? Yeah, but there's there also could be some that is so good you don't want you, it to end. Yeah, you, you want wish more that you could keep playing as that transformation. But it's only two hours. But it's only two hours. Right. And then when the curtain closes and you're back to being a baker, baker or whatever, then that's what you have to do. Um, yeah, so this idea of it not like kind of flowing, well, I, we don't know if that's true or not, right. honestly. But if it, it is the, if the idea is that it doesn't sort of, these transformations don't flow across the entirety of the game, like that would, I think that would be, it, it could cause some of these disappointments throughout, right? Like whether you don't like one of them or you like it so much that you but you don't get to play it for very long or so so on and so forth. It could make for, I mean it could make for a short game too because we only there's six of these and if we're talking about you yeah. know one to two hours like are we even cracking 
a 10 hour game. I'm, I'm not the guy who's pushing for the longest games ever, but right. you do yeah. want there to be something Some to it, substance. something something substantial to it. Yeah. yeah. It does on the flip side though, you know, it, it is, it does show that maybe there's, you know, a good amount of effort put into this game because, you know, you have to make unique mechanics for all mm -hmm. of these, unique, yeah. unique uh, look for her in each of these, unique um, animations and stuff. So I think that potentially bodes well of like, yeah, mm -hmm. look, we had to do six of these different things and we put a lot of care and effort into them and they look cool. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's 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 the part that I'm excited about is that there does seem to be such a huge variety of gameplay mechanics that we've never been able to do before with Princess Peach. Right. So that part of it is really cool. I think that does sound like fun, and I'm sure that a lot of these transformations are going to be fun to play. I, I'm sure that it will be. So that part of it, I, I think, it, it is it, it does show sort of effort. The other part about this whole like this is just a stage play kind of thing. Reminds me a little bit of Super Mario 2, you know, where like yeah, all of it is like a lot of the Mario games kind of like that, right. um, this idea of it being like none of this is real. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, like I, I can see where they're taking some inspiration from like classic Mario games, but on the flip side of that, it's like, oh, another opportunity to not talk about Princess Peach's character because she's just in a play and it's not like real. Mm. Um, because I, I do think people want to just know about Princess Peach. I definitely do. Um, so it's like, oh, so I guess we probably won't get a lot of, like, character stuff. Just, you know, she's in a play and she's, like, dressing up as these, she's acting, you know, as these characters. And that's probably the, yeah. the crux of it, you know? I do also wonder, so you have sword fighter, kung fu, and ninja. Mm. Those could potentially be a little bit samey same in terms of, I guess, Kung or, uh, Ninja could be like more stealth oriented. And there's a weapon with ninjas. You do have you do have a weapon, a yeah, kunai, right, right. But it's then, like, well, one's punching and one's with a sword, but they're all kind of beat 'em uppy sorts of things. Yeah, maybe yeah. there's like stuff that you can do with the, the sword that's different, yeah. like like different, you know. Yeah, I think the detective skills. one, the detective one, seems like potentially the most unique and interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I don't know what it would entail. Like it seems like then it becomes less of like a action game. And it's more, a mystery. More of like a puzzle game. So All right. it could be. It could be fun, or it could just be like a totally. The experience is so different from one to another that it's jarring. Yeah. You know, cowgirl Peach. This is very cowgirl. Anything is very popular now because of the Barbie movie. Oh. It is like the biggest thing ever. This whole like cowgirl aesthetic, I, I think, is like super in. So she's that going for her. Mm -hmm. Like trendy. Yeah, yeah. This could be fun though. You're using like sort of this lasso. You know, it, it could be a fun way to like, if you're getting through a stage, using that um, to, you know, op like open platforms or open doors or, or something. Like I, I can see that being pretty fun. Yeah, I'm more I'm more optimistic about this game than I think you are. I think you know I've been burned so many times. I think it was good that they had the foresight to not have too big of a gap between the movie and this. You know, yeah. knowing that she would be a pretty central part of that. Mm -hmm. and like I was saying, it, it looks like they've done more than just phone it in with you sure. know these different looks, and you know, it does seem there's a good amount of effort um, that's been put into it. We don't yet know what team is making this game, I believe. That's the other thing, so, is we don't know who's making they've it. They've been doing that a lot yeah, lately. Yeah, they haven't announced who's making it. Right. 
the thing that I just hope and wish for is like, why can't Princess Peach get the Luigi treatment? In what way? Like, Luigi's Mansion is such like a amazing game where you not only get to play these really fun new gameplay mechanics, but you see Luigi's personality, you see Luigi's relationship with Mario and with other Mushroom Kingdom characters, but he's very much on his own adventure and he's got like his own thing, that his own goals that he has. Like if we can just give Princess Peach the Luigi's Mansion treatment, that would be amazing. You don't really know what her personality is. Right. Um, other than that she is a princess, which is not a personality that's at all. That's not a personality. <laughs> yeah. And then if she's just acting, she's just an actor that's a sword fighter and an actor that's a patisserie, whatever, pastry chef, then it's like, well, we're not really getting anywhere, are we? Yeah, is there going to be any sort of dialogue to speak of? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not even, I don't need it to be voiced or anything, but yeah. just, is there will, other... will we get a little bit closer to knowing what this character is about after 40 years? Yeah, hard to say <clears throat> with what we've seen so far with this game. Right. But yeah, like th this, what they did with Luigi's Mansion is a perfect like comparison to what they have not done with Princess Peach. Yeah. So like, if if only they could just take that kind of model that they've done for another character that's important in the Mushroom Kingdom suite of characters, and sort of model that for Princess Peach. I I think that that would be that would be great. That that would mean that we're in like great shape, you know. But. They haven't done that. This game does not seem like that. Um, it seems fun, and there's some, some interesting stuff that they're doing, but it's not. It's not what that is. So that's what so. you would. I was, that, that was going to be my next question. What What do you want? That's what I out want. of a game for this. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would want. Okay. A real, I feel like that's very reasonable. Like a real standalone, like character based sort of thing. Yeah. Where we can get at what this character is. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So. And, and, and something that is, like, uniquely, you know, her, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. All so right, that's fair. That's what I would like. I think a lot of people would like that, honestly. We had to ask our Patreon subscribers what they thought, mm. uh, and we did a little poll. 42% of people said, the game looks great and I am excited to play it. Okay. 36% said, I'll wait for reviews to make my decision. Always a wise approach. Uh-huh. 10% said, I'm not impressed with what I've seen so far. Oh. And 11% said, I'm just not interested in this game. What is your prediction on the Metacritic score for this? Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely like low 70s. That's what I, I think. Too. Like a 72 or something feels right. So you're locking, feels in, a, right. locking in a 72? I'm not locking in anything. I'm just... Giving you giving you some thoughts on this here. Talking here. here. <laughs> I think it's well, what's be, yours? I think it's going to be low on the lower end as well. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's going to be around seventy one. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, oh my god, could it could it dip below seventy? Then I was like, no, nah, Nintendo game probably be okay. I think it could. I think, think it, it could I think dip it into de high I think it 60? definitely could. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. But this is again where, like the the review scale can get misconstrued. Right. Because like. I was like, well, t 10 out of 10 is like Elden Ring, and it's the biggest game ever, and it'll challenge your blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not what this game is setting out to do. Right. It's setting out to accomplish something different, and clearly the audience is far more casual, and those games are not going to get 10s out of 10s. Mm -hmm. so, it doesn't have to be that way, though. Give us the Elden Ring Princess Peach 10 out of 10 game. Why not? <laughs> Elden Ring starring Princess Peach. That's that's what Good. people want. Great. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to say 71 All right. is my guess. 
We're going to take the price is right, right approach with, yeah, if you bust, with my score here. Yeah, yeah. if you're over, then you bust, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To read some comments, Callie says, if I could, I'd vote for the first and third options simultaneously. I'm absolutely going to play it, and I'm very sure I'll enjoy it. But at the same time, there's nothing about the game that has really wowed me so far, and I don't have much of an idea at all about what the natural gameplay loop will be and how it will feel to play. So I'm going to be buying the game out of sheer curiosity about how Nintendo will handle a Peach game in this era, and because I trust that they're going to get this right instead of because of what's been shown so far. Ooh. All right, there's a lot of trust being placed. Yes. By Callie here. Uh, Sylph Limited says, based on the way they have shown it off so far, I have a feeling that it's been designed to be more so for kids rather than all ages, mm. unlike most other Nintendo games. I do think it's important to have games for that demographic, but it would be a bit disappointing if that's what Nintendo felt a Princess Peach game had to be to succeed. I hope I'm wrong, but I'll have to wait for reviews to see if it's something I'd enjoy before I decide to purchase or not. Mm. Okay. Next is Juji Fruit. Reviews don't matter very much to me in general, but I think even if this game were panned, I'd still want to get it. The, pri the price might make me wait for it a bit. Games starring Peach are so rare, and I do love her, and I'm a fan of this concept. There is very much something to be said about voting with your wallet, and the game would have to be egregiously terrible to give me buyer's regret. It's a new Peach game. It looks really cool. Sometimes I'm just a simple gamer, and that's okay. That's okay. Absolutely. And finally, Heart Nintendo. Normally, I would have waited for reviews before deciding, but I've already pre-ordered this game to vote with my wallet for more games featuring a lady. I'm hoping the little girls of today will have more chances to play games designed with them in mind. Given all the layoff news recently, I think it's also important for the continued growth and health of the games industry to expand beyond their usual base. Oh. It's a very good point. Very good point. Yes. yes. Yeah, so I guess what we'll see what this game ends up being. But I think Nintendo has a real opportunity right now to really do something great with a character that we all love but just want to see and understand more about. And I, I think that they've, they've sort of not done right by her for a long time. And this is the era to change it. So... Yeah. I am curious to see once the you know the marketing for this is not really kicked in beyond releasing some trailers. Right. Like, what is their approach oh going to be? Is it going to be the super tacky, I'm just like girly girl stuff? Or I think we might have a question later on in our yeah. Q and A about um, how we handled Bayonetta when we were working on those yeah. games. Yeah. So I think that will color like the perception. Of this game, exactly. this, like regardless of the yeah. content of the game, the way it's presented, the way Nintendo's putting it out there into the world, could, could, to... it could give you like a, a positive or negative feeling about it before you even played it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully they're thinking really deeply about how they're going to be doing that and, and showing things that um, is really you know related to the cool, hopefully the very cool gameplay and not doing weird girly things, as you say. <laughs> Perfumed ad inserts. Here we go. <laughs> Scratch and sniff. <laughs> we have kind of a uh, counterpoint Nintendo story time to this in which it's, it's simply titled, Krista is everyone's personal shopper. Yes. So I have nothing to do with this story we time. So, so I'm this. really, well, I'm very, I'm very excited to hear what you have to share. Yeah. Um, so yes, there, there, there's this era that had started at Nintendo when I was there. And, and you were definitely like here for this era where people just started to care, mm. especially the executive team. Yes. Started to care a lot more about what they're wearing. Yeah. 
how they would show up at big stage shows like E3 press conferences or to the TGAs or there there was like this sort of industry wide I think like shift around not looking schlubby. And Thanks, Jay Allard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think there was like this this thing that happened, like you know, around what would you say, like two thousand. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I mean, I mean, there was the just tens. a lot more stuff that was on camera, so people were getting seen more. Yeah, and I think they were also seeing kind of what the Other peers in the industry, industry were doing, people. which honestly, at the time, wasn't always a lot. It was the you know blazer and game shirt kind of combo, yes. but yeah, I think there was a bit more interest around that. And I mean, certainly on our team, like there was also like, the like, oh, we're going shopping for the E3 outfits. Yeah, what, we used what, to have like what an are we annual doing? trip. Like you, like you would go shopping with our old boss and get some clothes. Yeah, not and, just me. Some it was, new clothes, it was, it was like a big group, me right? me and a big group of, of people from work would go together. Um, and so, yeah, it just became this, this really big deal where People cared about what they were wearing and started to care a lot more about how the executives were like seen, like just by their like fashion sense, how that's been how that's perceived. And it was sort of at odds with a lot of people at Nintendo who were very like, you know, they're not like into they're not watching like the 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 <laughs> fall New York Fashion Week runway shows and they they were not like you know, right. plugged into right. current fashion trends. I mean, you don't have to be, obviously, but, you know, they, they, they just didn't know. And I think they didn't know what to do, but they knew they had to do something because everybody around them was getting into, like, fashion or, or just being more aware of what they were wearing on stage or in front of the camera, like you were saying, or during interviews and during big, big shows like E3. So they they became very like at a loss, I would say, about like what to do, you know. But so so somehow I don't know how, but somehow I became the person that people would come to, and I literally became everybody's personal shopper. I had to do like a ridiculous errand one time. We were in New York, and Reggie was gonna go on. I think it was like CNBC or some kind of like like on broadcast t television thing and I was asked to go and purchase new clothes for him. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Are you serious? They're like, yeah, he, he doesn't have the right clothes. Like we really want to make sure that he's looking like fantastic on this like big broadcast opportunity. So he literally gave me his like size in shirts and I went to go. And like, his credit card. And his credit card. <laughs> I should have bought more stuff for me. But like, I, I honestly don't know how to buy men's shirts. Like that's a- Oh, the, oh, the, the measurement. It's the One is for the for neck, neck and, and one then, is for the arm. Uh, and then there's a cuff size, I believe, oh, too. Okay. I'm not buying those shirts. That's too fancy they, for they me. Were, and they cuff were, size? They were really expensive. Sure. It was like a, like a nice, like, tailor. That's what he wanted, yeah. Kind of place. Okay. And he was like, you pick out you know, like the color and style that you think would look nice on camera and like, yeah, like bring it, bring it 
and, and we can try it on or something. I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I had to like run around New York City like one afternoon and like I was like that girl from like the Devil Wars Prada with like the many bags. Oh, the bags and stuff? Yeah, you know, like, or like, um, I was like a personal assistant basically. Like I need to get your shirts and stuff. And yeah, I remember like it was very a very particular thing. Like it became like, so that was one instance. And then there, there was another instance where it was like kept leading up to an E3. And it was also the year that we had all those Uniqlo shirts come out. Oh, yes. And yes. the year with the Vans. I think those were two separate years. Okay, maybe I'm mixing them yeah. up. Because it was one year oh, with the Uniqlo shirts and then maybe like the next year was Vans. I believe so. I believe that's right. Then I had to do it for both Yes, years. we had our first big... Our first big series with Uniqlo, yeah, which was some really nice, beautiful shirts, and they came out right before E3. And then, yeah, there was the same thing with Vans, where they came out with their line just before, and that became like, well, we're, we're, clearly we're gonna wear this. Yeah, but how are we, we gonna wear it? Who's gonna? Let's not. Who's gonna wear what? Don't don't wear the same thing. But then I had to be the one to put together like a lookbook for people, <laughs> basically. So I I was like doing literally that. Like I put, <sighs> it was like it was like a real life like style savvy, where I had to put together like okay, Doug is wearing this Uniqlo shirt or like whatever, and with like this color blazer or this color jacket, yeah. and like these pants, and then like so and so is gonna wear this one. It was ridiculous. And it was like a tetrising of the different kinds of shirts and the things. But yeah, it became like a huge and then we had to do it again the following year for vans. Like so and so was gonna get these shoes and I had to get it too. I had to go and like buy it. I remember that that was the year of the Breath of the Wild booth. Yes. Because I remember I, I took that picture because I'm wearing the Zelda shoes. Right. And I, I have not worn those shoes since. I am, I am making those shoes last. Oh. Because it's sad when it's like, oh, well, I had to throw those away because I wore them every day, and then mm -hmm. now I, they're just gone. That's a bummer. You're, so when do you ever wear them? I don't. I just. Have I have all there. of those. I have the Vans. I have also those with Puma. Was that the one? Yeah, I have the. They Pumas. did. They did all those Mario shoes those and nice. the Animal Crossing those shoes. I have nice. those in the box still. Those are worth money. I remember, now. like, I those wore are those. Worth big money I wore those now. indoor for some photo shoot that we did, and I was like, yeah. I'm never wearing these again. They were nice. Yeah. I gave a lot of mine to like. There was a lot. They sent me like huge box, oh. and I was like giving it away to people on our team. Really? Yeah. Oh, because wow. they were they were so nice. Right. But yeah, there, that was also like part of this shopping eras like we, then we had these partnerships with these fashion brands yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we had levi's there was puma uh -huh. there was uniqlo right there was vans so then it became a whole like we got to get these things and we got everyone has to you know we need to make sure that they're pairing it with the right yeah. outfits yeah you know, all this stuff and then again my job how did it become my job <laughs> <laughs> like i had to do it i remember i went with you it was in new york to to return some stuff that, was, that I think yeah. is that the year you were getting that stuff for Reggie. I, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. let's just go go to this. Well, because I had to buy him like seven to eight options, right. and he picked he one like option. one or two. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like bought him like <laughs> like a lot of different kinds, different yeah. styles, and then he like picked the one. He's like, okay, this is the one I I, I think I want to keep that one. But then I had to bring the rest of them back and get it and return it. I made you come with me though, because I was yeah. like, I'm not doing yeah. this again. Like, this is ridiculous. I had like walking around New York City <laughs> in the like the cold. Garment bags Garment everywhere. Garment bags. Yeah. I was like at all these, I went to all these different stores to return the ones you didn't want. <laughs> yeah. How did this happen to me? I don't know. You're very stylish. You think so? Yeah. 
I like clothes. I mean, there weren't a lot of options in that office, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Doug is very well-dressed on his own. He is very well-dressed, so absolutely, yeah. He's one yeah. of the ones I, I didn't he really didn't have needle. to He didn't need a lot help. of help, yeah. But I, I had to help a lot of other people, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that was that, yeah, the, the big shopping trip was like, okay, everybody, like, let's help each other pick out the E3 clothes. And that was always a yeah. big deal. And you have to have your outfits all done. It became there like were, a big thing. There were a lot of people, some on our team, who just, I think this is for, like, older men. You just hit, like, a year where it's like, I'm not changing my look anymore. Like, this uh -huh. is it. I'm locking this in. So they're wearing, like, you know, the 1996 look the pleated pants and look. it's like this is this is what it is from now till the end pleated, pleated pants are kind of bad i'm, I'm just so. doing it oh really a little bit oh no but for, for girls <laughs> oh, okay and you wear it with like a cute little crop yeah top. that could be a look but that i mean that was just like yeah this is just like kind of like my work uniform and it is what it is yeah. and this is just what i'm wearing and it's so interesting because the gaming industry is such a fun industry you know you're you're when you're on stage talking about video games you're on camera talking about video games it is kind of a weird thing to you for you to be like in the stodgy outfit right like do you really want to dress like a wall street broker talking about like the latest game mechanic? that's why you wear the t-shirt and the blazer you can do both you oh see oh my god the t-shirt blazer look has to go <laughs> i just have to say that that is just whoever invented that I have words with you, and I need to tell you something. It was at one point iconic. Again, I really do blame Jay Allard for a lot of this, because he came out, <laughs> and he had some great looks. Like, he had, like, the blazer with, like, the hoodie sewn into it. Oh, And this was, like, 2005 or something. Yeah, like, this was, this was, was, this was, was ahead of its time. And we did work with some people who came from Microsoft, and I, I was just so fascinated by Jay Allard, because he was, like, this really schlubby guy. Yeah. And then they, boom, like, transformed they, they him. They gave him a makeover. Into, like, a, and I was, like, I was like, how did this happen? They're like, oh, we totally... We totally gave him this makeup. Yeah, it's like and he the, got like a like a personal trainer, it, and they gave him this new look. It's basically like what happened in um, the Princess Diaries, where but you it's like, like that, have the whole makeup, like a rom com makeover. But it's like we've, I mean, we've worked in a company for a long time and have seen higher levels of a company. It's like, does that really happen? It did happen for him. It didn't happen. But at imagine Nintendo. that happening to anybody at Nintendo. Oh, there was one person at NCO that this happened to. Oh. They gave this person like a full on makeover. All right, you can tell me about that later. I'll tell you about that afterwards because I don't think we should name this person. But it seems but, it seems very. But it was like the same thing, right? Like really schlubby. Okay. And... Or it's like that, like you know how the monkey ball guy became the yakuza guy, <laughs> and he <laughs> yeah. started getting spray tans, and he lost like fifty pounds, and did all got all the crazy outfits and stuff. Yeah. This was like what happened to Jay Allard. Yeah, it's amazing. But when you're, I think when you're in, you do have to. I'm not saying that like all the surface level stuff is like the most important thing, but you do want to present yourself um, in a in a positive way, mm -hmm. especially when you're the the CEO of a huge company. You want to make sure that you're looking and feeling good, and, yeah. and that, that that is a big part of clothes, you know, to to make you feel confident. And you're out there, you know, you you have to be on stage and be on TV and all that stuff, like. You do have to like care a little bit, yeah. you know. So that that part, I'm, I was happy to help, um, but it's like you do you kind of have a responsibility to care a little bit about it. So true. Yeah. Now we can just be schlubby here, and who cares? For the record, you were never my personal shopper. I was never. Yeah. <laughs> you were never asked, and you never no, will be. I won't be. For the record, let's set it straight. <laughs> I buy clothes for Christmas. You're wearing one of the shirts right now. That's right. Look at that. This I great just, Street yeah, Fighter I, shirt. I, 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 I pretend to buy you things that I think you would like, but it's really just I want you to replace <laughs> stuff that I don't like. <laughs> like mm, 
Maybe don't wear this shirt again. <laughs> All right. Let's get into, we have a mega news section again. The news, oh, is, really the news is really kicking off this year. Hot. First though, we have another sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Factor. We have coming up this weekend. Oh boy. The big game, which I will, not be, game. I will not be naming for legal reasons. <laughs> but my plan is. To heat up Factor. The halftime Factor meal. Two minutes in the microwave. And you're ready to go. I cannot you miss, miss a second. My team is playing in right. the big game. I cannot miss a second <laughs> exactly. by getting caught up in some like, oh, I'm gonna go get this food and drive back, or I'm cooking. Like, no. no. I need it to be ready. This is where the factor comes and, in. And you know what's really nice is that the meals are, you know, dietitian approved and chef crafted. So at least while you're like gorging on junk food and stuff, like you can get like a good meal in. True. Yes, these are delicious, ready-to-eat uh, meals. There are over 35 different options mm -hmm. to choose from every week with all sorts of add-ons that you can get, and they are ready in about two minutes. Yes. Which, again, is going to be perfect for me this weekend. I love it. You can even get a smoothie and just drink that if you really need yeah, to fuel up. They have snacks, smoothies. I love it, like the juices. They sent the us some of those really a while back. Yeah. Those were excellent. So, so tasty. I think I'm going to have a great Sunday. You are. You're going to be healthy and energized. Regardless of the outcome, I'm going to feel great. And the outcome. <laughs> due to this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nerves. <laughs> Don't text me Sunday night unless you <laughs> know what happened. Okay. <laughs> so head to factormeals.com slash kitandkrista50 and use code kitandkrista50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. That's code KittenKrista50 at factormeals.com slash KittenKrista50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Awesome. We're going to put the link right over here and also in the description below. All right. Phew. Let's get into the news. We have the Sony State of Play yes. up first. And there was a lot of stuff here. I've jotted down some notes. Why don't you just stop me if, there's, if you want to comment on uh, any of these here. So... Stellar Blade mm -hmm. is out on April 26th. Yes. I have my doubts about whether this game will be good or not, but it is the clear Bodhi frontrunner oh for the year. Yes. Will be hard to unseat. Ha ha ha. Do you unseat. agree? You, we were watching the State of Play together. <laughs> and there were some yeah. moments where I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa. Whoa. I was on the edge of my seat at moments. Whoa. Yes. I saw a lot of it was, stuff. It was a wow moment, that trailer. I, I saw yes. a lot of stuff. A lot of things were bared. It right. was a lot of stuff. Right. Um, yeah, but it, yes, it, it's got that going for it. This reminded me very much of like a PS3 type of game mm. where it's like we got this kind of middle of the road action game. It has a Bayonetta it's, feel to it a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, Some I, of the I, movements. I'm are not very... expecting it to be as good as a, as a Bayonetta. But they've been talking about this game for a long time. This was a really long trailer. I don't know why Sony is so. I think into... they opened the show with this as well. So. But it's been yeah, in a lot of these. It's very. And this was a long trailer. I don't. Again, I don't know what Sony's big push for this game is all about. Mm. But hey, yeah. Bodhi Cell. Son. Oh, okay. Now, how do we say it? Sonic Cross Shadow. Is that Sonic how they do Times it? Shadow. Sonic X Shadow Generations out this fall. Okay. Uh, if you came for knowledgeable and insightful analysis of this game, you're not going to get it here. No, we don't really but know much about But we know <laughs> Sonic Generations is a game that came out a couple generations ago. Mm -hmm. I actually played that when we were doing our Sonic Week yeah. planning. 
It's kind of a mashup of like old meets new. Um, seems seems to have a pretty good reputation among the Sonic community. Right. But they're adding shadow, and there seemed to be some new shadow-oriented content that was not in the original version. Yeah. Um, again, that's going to be out this fall, and also on you know every other generation. Here's a question. Platform. If, it, if they're true, yes. What did I say? Generation. Platform. Sorry. If there truly is going to be a Nintendo Direct this week, why wasn't it? Why wasn't this game in that instead of the State of Play? Right. Because isn't Nintendo the biggest platform? Sonic platform these That's days? That's what I thought too. I was thinking about that. Makes you think. What's think about it. Follow the money. <laughs> Foam Stars. Money. Is coming Foam to PlayStation Stars. Plus. That's one of their big games for this month. We're going straight from Pal World to Foam Stars. Oh yeah, we're 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 getting going with these these. Are you going to try Foam Stars? I'm definitely going to try Foam Stars. Foam Stars had some very good impressions when they did their previews over the summer. Yeah, kind of surprisingly so. What is so that? But what does that mean? That could that's some quality, right? That could be some quality. I mean, not it's, just it's some not rando. it's not Final Fantasy, so. But it's not some rando developer. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying, like All it right. it, 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 it could be good. All right. I mean, it looks kind of fun, honestly. It looks like it could be fun. I'll try it. Yes. Uh, Silent Hill. We had a block on Silent Hill. Yeah. There's this thing, Two the, the short message, and then we finally got a trailer for the Silent mm -hmm. Hill 2 remake, which you so you could not watch. I was so scared. Right? <laughs> Silent Hill 2 is pretty old at this point. That's a PS2 game. Yeah. So I wonder... You know, that's not one of those games. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you might need to do a little bit more to make it feel like this gen. like like a yeah. 2024 right. kind of game. Mm -hmm. My memory of that is not I did play it when it came out. My memory of it is not super Were sharp. Were you scared? Oh yeah. But you played it. It's extremely it. scary. I think it's, I it's think extremely it's scary. Scared. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Um this game Judas. Oh yeah. I'm surprised more people are not talking about this because it's from Ken Levine, who is the creator of Bioshock, mm -hmm. and it definitely looked like a modern Bioshock, Bioshock game. Yeah. And that's now another series where it's been a while. Maybe people don't remember Bioshock, or maybe, I think that last game maybe left some bad tastes mm. in people's mouths about the series. But, but the series was such a strong, like it had such a strong start. Like yeah, where everybody was yeah. Like super so I'm into a, it. I'm a bit surprised this did not get more people talking. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know what Ken. Le so b believe it or not, you know Ken. Levine. I met Ken Levine very early in my career when I was working at the PR agency. Oh, we okay. we represented his company, Irrational. Oh, cool. When they were making, I believe the game was called Freedom Fighters, which was this kind of like Silver Age comic book. Um, RTS game. Oh, that's kind of cool. So before that, he really hit it big, and like mm -hmm. he would come and hang out, and he seemed like a cool guy. And he's always somebody who has been very, um, like I think he also has a background in like writing movies. Okay, so he's so he has a very cinematic, like a storytelling, story-driven, driven, driven yeah. mindset. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but he also now, very now clearly has a has a definite point of view about like how a game should look and you know it should be in first person and you should see a lot of like hands and hands and stuff yeah, like that. He has a, a very sort of distinctive style now that is yeah. a signature for him, which I, I think that's good, you yeah. know. Mentioned it earlier, Rise of the Ronin is gonna be out on March 22nd. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna skip that honestly. You are? Yeah. Is it gonna be like uh what was the the one that we liked? What? Like a dragon? No. 
Um, Ghost of Tsushima? Yes. It does look a lot like that. We really loved um, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Remember? I, I'm not sure that this is going to be that level of game. Oh, really? Which is part of the reason that I'm going to be sitting oh. it out, I think. It is interesting how that time period became really popular all yeah. of a sudden, that kind of like 1800s-y Japan. Yeah, because we did play uh, Ishian, which yeah. was yeah, also that, was that the same, time period. That was the same yeah, thing. last did, year. This made me think of, um, there was another series that was like a PS2 era series called The Way of the Samurai. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. I remember that game. That, that, as I was watching this, I was like, boy, it'd be cool to get another Way of the Samurai. But it's just this game, though, no? Well, Way of the Samurai was like almost like... It's like an open world, like roguelike. Before that okay. became a popular genre, genre. Yeah. So it was very. It felt very much ahead of its time. And I, rem I remember I, I bought that used and played. I was like, "What is this game?" I'm a little mm -hmm. confused at what this. This is not what I expected. Yeah. I expected some sort of you know more actiony thing, and this this is definitely. It's like open world, some RPG things, with the roguelike stuff. Like, wow, right. this is interesting. Bring it, bring it back, please. There is an Until Dawn remake for the PS5 mm, coming. Okay. Um, we played that last Halloween. And it was terrifying. And I thought it looked pretty good. I don't know why. why Again, this is, like, this is like, do we really need a PS5 version of this yeah, now? But I guess it looks good. I guess if you missed it, this was on the PlayStation Plus retro games. The original retro games that yeah. they offer. They weren't <clears> even retro games. They were like PS4 games. But I think they've since removed all of those right so maybe this is just like yeah this is a ongoing of interest game so let's we'll let's make a new version it. we can yeah. charge more sure and then we got into this big kojima section kojima segment where we got this death stranding true trailer mm -hmm. and some announcements from him about his next game how do you pronounce that fizzent fizzent i guess fizzent okay I, I don't know, man. Shrug. I can't. How big is the Death Stranding fan base? I don't know. I'd like to know. They seem very vocal, but it could be like a vocal I don't, minority. I don't know if I've met a single person that's like, yeah, Death Stranding, that's my thing. I love this. I have one person that I know that is oh, a really? diehard Death Stranding fan. Diehard? Yeah. Okay. But Die Hard Kojima Well, I'm, too, I'm, I'm a Die Easy fan <laughs> then because I'm, You're an over I, played, I played a good chunk of the first one and I thought, you well, this, this is, yeah, I thought, well, this is different, this is interesting, but this is really not for me. What, 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 what is the gameplay loop? I've never played this game. I just, so you were like, it's so it, it, you were like this personal, this futuristic, like, like transporter of like loading this stuff up. Like in this future backpack and like walking through these, I mean, the scenery is beautiful. Like that is what brought me in. I was like, I just want to see, I want to see these vistas. Okay. And they were killer vistas. Okay. But it was just a very strange style of gameplay and the story is just beyond nonsense. Unhinged. Yeah. Why is the baby in a I don't know. I don't know. That was when I started to tap out. Was when there was a lot of that stuff, and it just got too weird for me. Okay. So then you. But so you, I just. You didn't like. You didn't click with the gameplay or the story, really. Not really. But the look of it, it was was nice. It looked really nice. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. So I mean, he, he is one of the biggest names in games. Yeah. And, you know, had this great run with Metal Gear, which started to get pretty weird along the way. Yeah. 
but still was seen as like one of the big franchises in gaming. And now he's left Konami and he's doing his own thing and his games are still presented as, look at our industry. This is the best and brightest of what we can do. Mm -hmm. But I feel like these games are just nonsense. So it's like, I think there's a mismatch of how these games are being positioned versus who they are actually for. Yeah, there's something that he's doing that I do kind of respect, which is like this trying to make video games into this like very high art form kind of thing. Like he certainly has. But his, at the same point, at the same like, time, you have the jo you have the that. Joker with his weird little ten frames per second puppet on his shoulders. Like, is this a high is this high art or is this just nonsense? I'd know. like to know. Well, it's a very thin line between those <laughs> so, two things. So I think he is like the master of being positioned as like, oh, this man's a true artist. It's like, I'm not so sure. <laughs> this seems like gibberish. He definitely is is all in on that. Right. Like he himself right. is all in on that. But he, I mean, he has convinced the people that matter, like the people at Sony who are signing these checks. Good for him. And the people within the industry who are like, yeah, let's put this, let's put this front and center. Let's give him, you know, yeah. 10 minutes at the game awards to do whatever. Good for him. I just don't. I just don't see it though, and it's like I can't, I can't believe that Death Stranding Two is going to be like topping the sales charts. It fe it seems extremely niche to me. Yeah, what were the sales of Death Stranding One? Extremely niche. Really? Do we have? So numbers? at what point does? So I mean, I get that it's like a prestige project. It's great to have his name. That's what it is. He it's a seems prestige project. with this other project. Fizzent. So you can tell they've really hooked him in because they're like, hey. We got a we got a movie studio. We got a record label. Mm -hmm. You can really can go crazy. Entertainment, right? And he's doing that other project with, with Microsoft Peel, right? later. Yeah. So so this other project, Fizzent, the quote was that this will transcend the barriers between film and games. That's what I'm saying. That's what he's doing. This high art stuff. He's it's, in on this. People and people. He has convinced people to be in on. I'm him. I'm just out on this stuff. I'm just out. I, I know that Death, Death Stranding did not resonate with me. Um, I have, I'm have i really scared of the the sort of the horror game, the door game oh, that sure. was announced. Yeah. That doesn't seem well, like that a we game. Saw, that we saw nothing of. Yeah, except for like Jordan Peele yeah. on stage at the Game Awards. Like that that one looked, like I, I'm not playing a horror game I mean, game he's, like that, he's so. clearly very talented at making games. Yeah. But I think he might need somebody... It's like, it's like you and I are great because we can give each other reality checks, you know? Yeah. I think he needs somebody who can give him a reality check. But does, it, does like, he need bro, one? Bro. When he just Are you serious with this Joker and this little puppet? But he's like <laughs> making tons of money, I'm sure. He's, he like, he has built this reputation for himself that people are buying into. Yeah. So I don't think he needs a reality check because he's doing it. It might not be for everybody, but he certainly convinced the people that matter that it matters. So, I, I, my, yeah. my point is, I mean, I'm, I'm good not for you. I'm not <laughs> mad about it. I just don't get it. I'm just confused. And and like for this to be the closer, like a, they have like some 12 minute closer that's all the Kojima segment to end. What was a, what was a very good state of play? I thought. I was like, is this really like getting people hyped at the end of this thing? Prestige to go project. to go buy a PlayStation, or is it just like what what the heck just this happened? Is, this is HBO Sunday Night. You <laughs> might not get I it. You might not get it, but people people think it's a big. People show. can get Game of Thrones. You might not. Get that's it. that's serving both sides. Get like like White Lotus. Like people don't some. 
The other thing that's hilarious is that, so Fizzant is a stealth action game. So it's Metal Gear? <laughs> is it, a, but, but not action espionage. Oh, not action espionage. <laughs> <laughs> espionage, whatever, whatever they made up to call Metal Gear. Stealth action. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, it's not for me. But I, Konami, I, I what are you going to do? I respect <laughs> that he has done this for himself. Like, that is, I respect that. I think it's, it's pretty cool that he's able to convince people of all of this. But it's not for me. I just, uh, yeah, again, I'm, I'm very low chance I play these games, but it will be interesting yeah. to see so how, how they play out and yeah. you know, how, how many people stay along for the ride versus how many people kind of end up like me and are like, yeah, this is, this is getting too, yeah. too out there. For, for as long as it's worth. This is it, getting too out is there. Is what it is. Right. But he is the master of that. He is the master of convincing people that he's got it all figured out. That is and what I'm is, saying. This is a work of genius, and if you don't get it, you're you're a you're, fool. You, you are a loser. You're a simpleton. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. And right. you know what? Good for him for doing that. But if there are people that are truly like diehard Death Stranding fans, can you guys <laughs> explain to us in the comments why you like the game and like what is it about these games that really draw you in? Because I'm genuinely curious. The game definitely has a vibe at points where like you're out in this beautiful setting and uh -huh. the, the music is playing yeah. and you're getting across it and you're like, okay, I like this. But there's just too many like 30 minute cutscenes with gibberish in between those moments. I see. For it to... To, to keep make, you, make to sense keep for me that. or to keep me interested, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, people that love Death Stranding, people that love um, playing that game, tell us why you love it. I want yes, to know. Yes, please. Sign for the Pal World update, the weekly Pal World update. <laughs> oh, my God. The number just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So we were wondering if the Pal World phenomenon might be losing steam. No. It's not. And so shortly after we started to think this, they came out with, boom, a big number. Yeah. So they and Microsoft came out in conjunction. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> for starters, uh, Xbox came out to say that Pal World has been played by more than 7 million players on Xbox and is the biggest third-party launch in Game Pass history. Wow. Oh. I said wow. Wow. Uh, the most played third-party day one release via cloud gaming... And this was the first update that we got on the Xbox. I was just going to say, so yeah. So this was, you know. So far it's been just Steam numbers. This was like 10-ish days after the game came out. So yeah. I, I don't know why there was this big delay between. Probably just getting there. The twice a day a Steam updates. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, that that's a significant number. Significant. They didn't say what, you know, the previous top third-party game was. Mm -hmm. And, like, so how much it beat it by. But yeah, it like, seems... did it shatter this record or what? But it's, I mean, it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, and I think, again, it's one of those things that I don't think Microsoft even saw it coming, you know, that it was going to break these crazy records. Oh, no. So to have that be on Game Pass and right. be part of this, like, incredible launch. Right, and, and now we something. have been seeing Xbox just... Non Constantly stop. promoting this promoting game, it, yeah. Phil, Phil Spencer retweeting the promos, mm -hmm. which is what we said would happen in the video that we did two weeks ago yeah. of you know them seeing this as a big opportunity to build momentum and get people yeah. into Game Pass, which it absolutely is. Right. So they're they're, they're, take they're every doing chance. the right thing to to put this front and center, and yeah. you know let let's let's finally put the uh, discussion of you know lawsuits and legal threats behind us because clearly it's not going to happen especially now that that microsoft is fully fully on board mm -hmm. and you have to imagine they did their full legal analysis that's probably why it took a little before while. yeah no i mean even but when they were considering like bringing this on yeah. and like you know pushing it 
um, in different ways of like, or you know, letting it be a game in Game Pass versus just something that they were selling. Like, you have to imagine they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're, sure, we're, like, we're cool any, with this. Any public statements, they, they're looking at it from that perspective right. as, at, as well because once you're out there publicly, you know, giving numbers and supporting it and... And, and being very vocal about it, like that, that is a signal that they feel like it's safe for them to, yeah. to talk about this. So then Palworld came out <laughs> and said that now their total number of players when you combine oh Steam and Xbox is 19 million. That's so incredible. So that puts them at 12 million. I mean, this was also like like half a week ago. So who knows? They're definitely over more, 20 now. More, yeah, more now. Uh, we will continue to prioritize fixing bugs. Thank you for your continued support. Yes. Please I love that update. Yes, thank you. Um, we have both, we'll talk about it a little bit more in our Games are Playing segment, but we have both continued to play Power World. Yeah. So it definitely is not like a flash in the pan. No, it has it some same power. It has some same power. power, yeah. Very much so. Right. All right, this uh, all right. next thing that you are dying to talk about. This. this Xbox. So there was just a flurry of rumors over the weekend about Xbox potentially going third party and all these other games coming to all these other platforms. So the, the first story came from Xbox Era, who were saying that Starfield was mm. coming to PlayStation 5. And they had, again, this is, this is a rumor. So let's let's keep an even even head about this. <clears throat> but they were saying that they had sources that Microsoft had been investing in PS5 dev kits mm -hmm. and that they were planning to bring Starfield over and this is in addition to Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves which was in the, the rumor, you know, several weeks ago. Be, well, we were thinking it was going to be on Switch, could it be a direct right. announcement? If there's a if there's a direct this week that I I fully that's expect that to be, in, to there, be right? yeah, in there. That's got to be in there. So this really started to spin out of control mm -hmm. over the weekend. It really did. And even, even as today as we record this podcast, because now there's other people coming out with different rumors, and they're saying, oh, the Indiana Jones game is going to be included in this. And mm -hmm. there's just you know a very long list of games that are rumored to potentially be coming to other platforms. And it just seems like Microsoft has lost control of this narrative and yes it's a rumor but at a certain point you know when a rumor is that persistent and that strong people can start to believe it yeah which is where i think they should be a little bit concerned because if the only message you see is xbox is going third party for like a month straight like something might click in your brain of like, oh, they've gone third party. Right. Why this would I? Fact. Why would I ever buy an Xbox? Yeah. You know. This becomes the rumor becomes a fact, and it it's, it's spread so broadly, like so much that it then it's hard to roll it back. Right. Even if this is not true, you know, it's going to be hard for them to like get that this this is not true message out there. So I'm just also very unclear on like what is the place in the industry for Xbox right now if they keep kind of shuffling their position. So when it was first announced, it was, this is the most powerful console ever made. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's very clear. And very yeah. clear also that you're not really changing your strategy of like, yeah, we are, you know, an alternative to the PlayStation and we're kind of competing on power and we're going to have our games and they're going to have their games. And, you know, now we have all these studios that are making exclusives for us. So that's going to be great. And then a few years after that, it shifted, and it became, 
Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And the, you you don't hear the, the, the power story so As much. much. Yeah. And it seems like the Series S is surprisingly a very hot seller. So the power is not necessarily what people are really after right. with this system. So that was like the second phase. And if there's some whiff of truth to any of this, then we're even in a third phase, all in the same generation, mm -hmm. where I'll be honest, I don't necessarily know what the strategy is. Yeah. So I kind of need them to come out and tell me. Right. Like, we've been talking about this for a long time. Like, they really need to clarify, like, what is the proposition for Xbox? Like, why should I get one? Tell me, the consumer, why I should get one, you know? Is it a Game Pass machine? Am I going to be able to play a, a lot of these games first on Game Pass? Um, is it like the cloud gaming stuff? Is that what it is? Um, I, I do think that this, this rumor about, and if this is true, going away from Xbox exclusives does sort of like weaken their message overall. Like right. It, it, just, it just feels like you have less and less like check marks in the why I should buy this thing Sec column, right? right? right. So and it just weakens it, regardless of what the, your like sort of umbrella messaging is. Right. Like, having this go away is going to be tough. So if it's true, if all these rumors are true, then I'm sure there is more to the strategy than we're going third party. Right. I'm sure there is a bigger vision. I'm sure there's a lot more nuance to it. But they just have to tell us. Yeah. And it needs it needs to go beyond like, oh yeah, Hi-Fi Rush is coming to the Switch. Like, it's more than just a single game getting announced or, or coming out. Like, mm -hmm. there is a bigger vision for it that I don't know what their timeline was to tell us. Were they going to tell us? But I really think that they do the yeah. longer that this goes on. Like, we need Phil Spencer to get on kind of funny again and spill his guts, you and know? Just, like, have a moment of truth. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just confused at this point. Um because right. I, I, up to this point, I've been able to follow along and understand their strategy, and right. now I, I just don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see, because I, I agree. The longer you wait, the more people are going to spin their own stories about it, and they're going to come to their own conclusions about things that may not be true, and then it's going to be hard to roll it back. Yeah. It's going to be really hard for you, you know, as, as Microsoft, to clarify that message and then and get it out there when people have made up their own stuff you know it is clear it. and we've talked about this before that their future plans are probably not you know the traditional console cycle mm -hmm. and that they do want to have sort of more broad distribution of their stuff and yeah like like something where you could just like you know stream games on through an app on your tv like mm -hmm. That seems cool, and that seems actually like somewhat future. realistic. Yeah. Based on like their their cloud stuff or so is, good. is super good. So good. So that tech works, and and they have it now. So I could see that being a realistic next step of like, yeah, we actually don't need to sell you a box, but you need to have the subscription, and you can play it wherever you want. Yeah. I think that's appealing. I um, think people would be really into that. But. If it becomes that and we are just making our games available on everything else. Then why would you need the subscription? That feels like something that's a little bit different. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just confused. Please, please tell us is my, tell us still. my conclusion. Please, please tell, tell us. us. Yes. We want to know. Finally, 
EA has commented on the Switch too. Thank goodness. Oh my God, EA. My question for them is, are they making a game for it? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Um, <laughs> in an investor meeting, uh, the CEO, Andrew Wilson, got questioned oh. about how the Switch 2 would impact their business, which that, that's not a fun place to be in. Oh my God. Come on, investors. You know, you know this thing is not announced. Stop snooping around. They're totally trying to poke S at it. <laughs> stop it. So, you know, as, as he should, he had a kind of non-answer, but he said that... You know, what, what they have seen is that when, when new hardware comes out and when there are technological advancements, that tends to positively impact their business. Um, and he didn't, you know, say anything specifically about Nintendo or the Switch, but, you know, he just made this point of like, yeah, that would be, that would be cool, basically, was what he said. Mm -hmm. um, Sounds like he, he was more so, like, generally commenting on yes. the power, though. Right. Yeah. Right. And saying things like, if... It's powerful enough for our, you know, important EA franchises to to run on it. Then we'd be interested. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, I, I'm sure you could read between the lines and be like, "Well, is he is he hinting at some sort of power thing here?" Like, I don't think I, I don't he I don't is. think he necessarily is. Yeah. I think he's he's taking a safe way out of this without right. saying no comment. Right, right, right. But I continue to be surprised that there have not been substantial leaks on this. I'm sure this this line of questioning is going to ratchet up the longer we go. We wait, yeah, before um, without, an official announcement. Right, without people mm -hmm. actually oh, yeah. giving the announcement. Nintendo's financials are also coming up soon. I, I, th I think they have something this week. Yeah. Right. So. And I I'm think sure and I think people are are suggesting that their numbers will be very good. But again, when it, when people get these things in their mind, and there's no official statement, people just run with it, and people like these. They're going to ask. In this in this investor's mind, the Switch Two is already a, a thing that's a been thing. announced. Yeah, it's yeah. Like so tell a me sure about thing. it, Andrew Wilson. Yeah, it's almost a sure thing. What so. are you holding back for? Tell me. That's what I'm saying. People just yeah, you just something clicks in your brain, like you said, right? And then you just think that all these rumors are truth. Truth yeah. now. So. I don't know. Hard to hard to hard to get away from that. That was a whopper of a news section. Ooh, uh, a games we were playing. We got some good stuff here too. And actually, the first thing you put in this is not a game at all. It's not a game. What is this? This was a new anime. On oh, Netflix, anime on Netflix that I have been watching and absolutely loving. And I wanted to put it in here because it it has a lot of like trappings of a video game. Uh huh. So the the anime is called Delicious in Dungeon. It's on Netflix. They drop I think one episode a week right now. And so I think we're up to four episodes. I'm caught up, so um, so it's not like you can binge it all. Uh, you, you do have to wait. Oh, so it's coming out it's, bit it's by bit. It's literally, yeah, coming out week okay. by week. Okay. So you're not too far behind if, if, if anyone's worried, like, oh, no, this is an anime that has, like, 450 episodes and I'll never I catch up. I often find myself in that Me position. Too. That's <laughs> why I wanted to jump on early before I get left behind. Um, but you guys are all Is that the it. intention for this, though, to be, like, an ongoing thing or is it, like, a, a limited series? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I don't know. But I, I, it's very popular, so I hope that they continue with the storyline. I think it's obviously based on, like, a manga that exists yeah. um, in Japan. So I've never read the manga, so I, I don't know the, how, how long the series is. But basically, it is this, like, group of... They, they are literally, like, a party. <laughs> and they're journeying into this dungeon to rescue one of the main character's sister. Um, and the way that they talk about you know, their journey in the dungeon and, like, just just the language that they use around, the dialogue they're using around, like, what they have to do is very much, like, they are self-aware that they're in an RPG. 
So they say things like, "I've gone to this level and got killed by the boss," and my first respawn was a little painful. Yeah, stuff like that. Or like they say stuff like, "Oh, um, two of our party members left because we weren't able to pay them, so we need to find some new party members." Um, so it's they're very self-aware that they're like sort of in this like video game almost, which is awesome. And then the food, there's a food element as well. So like they're they're really poor. They don't have any money, so they keep like going to these dungeons and and um, like killing the creatures in there and then cooking them. And I guess this this practice is like really barbaric. And like half of the party is like, this is disgusting. I can't believe we have to eat this like giant spider that's in this dungeon.、Um, and then the other part is like, like we actually. Love this, and it's like very gourmet.、Um, they have like one party member that basically is very versed, well versed in how to cook all the creatures,、um, and the food looks so good. Like it is amazing how. Are they seriously eating a spider? There's no spider, but there are some like bug-like things.、Right. Um, yeah, but the way that they do it is like the way that they show the food and cook the food and stuff is amazing. There's like one episode. I don't want to spoil everything, but this is one episode where like there's like all these like trap,、um, like fire traps in there. So they they have one of their party members, just like a rogue,、yeah. to go in there to like rig it so they can use the fire to、mm. like heat up oil to fry food in.、Um, Like they they can they use like the world to their advantage, which is really interesting, and it's like really funny. That sounds fun. And short. It's like every episode's twenty minutes. That one of the characters looks exactly like Zelda.、Um, I think I showed you like a photo, like an image, like a screenshot or whatever, and it was she she looks like Zelda. So, yeah, it's really really good. You guys should all go watch it. I'm really enjoying it. We have both played the Mario versus Donkey Kong demo、mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And. This is perhaps the most insubstantial demo I've played in a、it's、long like, time. Sub, <laughs> this was over before it started. Ten like, wait, wait, that's it? <laughs> yeah. So, have you played the original Mario vs. Donkey Kong game? No. I have not either. No, I missed this that. This was a GBA game, right? Right. This was originally a GBA game. Okay, I missed this game as well. After, so this was this was sort of a continuation of Donkey Kong '94, which was a Game Boy game. That's right. Which was an expansion of the original Donkey Kong arcade game. Yes. After this game, it became the like mini Mario, toy Mario toy stuff, Mar- and then that was on DS. I think I. I, I mean, that was on. I dabbled every every platform with since, that, and, I, really and I don't I don't really like those. Yeah, kind of didn't click with me either. Yeah. I do really like Donkey Kong '94 though, so I I was very open to this game.、Mm-hmm. I can't say I came away with a great. I, I, not, I, there was just so little to this. It was very. It was very a tiny little taste. But the stuff that they showed was not maybe like the best levels to show. I mean, it seemed to be like the the very beginning of the game, like the most、yeah. simple stuff. It is so, so that's why it was、simple. hard to get a feel for how this might.、Difficult. You thought it was difficult. I thought it was very difficult to get a feel. Oh, how to get a? But the levels were not difficult. No, the levels they were, were like, like a, so joke, a joke, a joke, easy, right? Yeah. Just so there was like on the stage select. There's like five levels.、Mm-hmm. And I got the gold star on a bunch of them, but some of them were just grayed out. I don't think that that demo lets you play all of them. Oh, you're just not meant to play those. That's right.、Oh, okay, I just I was、you、like, surely, like, surely there's some way to unlock these. No, you play the three、oh. levels and you do like the little ending thing, right? With with、okay. the little toy Mario. Okay. So okay, but yes, they showed us very little. So there's even less in there than I thought there might be. Yeah,、Great. it was hard to get a feel for it, but the stuff that we played, let's just talk about that really quick. Yeah. So. The gameplay it, loop is you basically go through sort of like a puzzle, puzzle-y area, area、yeah. 
get the key. You get the key. You, you go to the door. You collect your little mini Mario. Right. Like in a little gotcha. Yeah. And then after you do all those, you have like a little grouping of mini Marios. And then you use that in that sort of like final level. Oh, were those all the ones that I had collected that That's were? That's right. Oh, I see. Okay. And then, and then they act sort of like little lemmings, basically. Right, and you right. have to spell out the word toy. Yeah. And then they all go back into the little toy box. So the puzzle levels, and I, I did see watch a little trailer at the end of the demo, and they do get a little bit more complex. Yeah, and yeah. They, they seem to have like different kinds of puzzle elements or like kind of little mini platforming sections that you can do with vines. And so hopefully that becomes a little bit more interesting because that part i thought was pretty fun like that mm -hmm. i like the puzzle part of it i did not like the little lemmings part of it the one level of that yeah i didn't yeah. like that okay i don't really like this lemmings like yeah. pikmin type gameplay at all yeah yeah like the whole like there's they're just dumb and you have to like right guide them around right i don't love that yeah again there was there was just so little there i could see them ramping it up in a way that's really fun I did see, like, the, DK94 was cool because it gave you all these movement options. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those are there, like, all these different types little of jumps hand and handstands and little, and little flips and jumps and things that Mario can do. So that's fun. It's There's a lot of options like there. like a gymnast. Right, right. I do also like the setting. I, I'm a sucker for, like, the Mario in a city setting, which is what yes. this first area was. I liked that. So it looks like Brooklyn. It's right. very, it's a very... The music was a cool, super like, good. So cute. Kind of, like... Like actually, like rec recorded jazzy, is very jazzy, real musicians. Kind of got like a new donk feel it to was, it. I, the music was great. Um, my 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 takeaway from this is like I don't need to play this day one. I would I would eventually like to play it, but I can I can do that some other time. Like it, you can wait on it. Yes. I think it's expensive. Though the fifty dollar. It's fifty dollars. It feels very. Well, for 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 what the eight minute demo you played. Well, how long is this game? Or how, I don't know. I guess not how long. I don't because know. Because we don't really care, like, lengthwise. But, like, what is the quality of this game? I'm, I'm very... I have a question about that. They're remaking it. Must be some decent quality to start with, right? I'm a little worried about that. All right. You said so, it looked like a mobile game. It looked like a mobile game. Can you those, comment on that? Those three levels that I played, was it was so insubstantial. It was, it was mm. so bare bones that I was like, is this a mobile game? <laughs> this is what it felt like. No offense to mobile games. Some mobile yeah. games are great and are, have a really cool gameplay, you know, gameplay mechanic. But this one just felt like some, like, one ninety nine mobile game. Wow. Yeah, I think this was just a poor selection of the content for the demo. They should have just given us they, one level that was more I think complex they could have done a little bit more there. To give me a better sense of, like, what what this will, will be like later in the game, deeper right. into the game. Because my... The sense of those first three levels where it was very, yeah. just so bare bones. No so joke, simplistic. I think I 100% of the demo in like eight minutes. I think that's how long it is. <laughs> so. The demo is only like eight minutes long. <laughs> this game's coming up soon though. So again, like I, I have no urge to, to play this yeah. right away. I'll pick, right it, I'll pick it up later. I'm busy with... You're busy with our next like game. Like a Dragon. Like a yeah, Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, where? So, so let's check in and see where we are in this game now. Yes. I have played maybe 15-ish hours now. And I think we are generally in the ballpark of the same area of the game. I have started chapter six. Okay. I've, I don't, I lose track of the chapters. 
Okay. The thing that I, I stopped last was I was in the Animal Crossing minigame. You went to the Animal Crossing minigame. I have not done that. You have yet. not done that. Okay, no. then I must also be in Yeah, that was something six. that everyone has been talking about. People seem really excited about it. Right. Um, you and I were talking about this like throughout the week as we've been playing this game, where there is some very substantial of these like sub-stories. So beyond the Animal Crossing Islands, yes. there is also one that's modeled after Pokemon games. Sujimon. Sujimon. Where you're collecting degenerates. You're collecting <laughs> disgusting degenerates. Um, but they, they take it to another level in this game where you are also kind of doing this like gym leader battle right. type gameplay. Um, and it's pretty significant. And, and you, you sort of get like locked into these sub-stories. Like they don't give you right. an option. To like skip it or anything like that, and and I think the Animal Crossing Island is also one yes. of these substories. I have right? some constructive feedback oh. that I don't love the way that these mini games are introduced. Yeah, because they do take you out of the flow of the game and right. say you now need to learn this mini game, and it's going to take you like thirty to forty-five minutes to right. go through because right. you're because you're going to. It's extremely complicated. Yeah. To their credit, they have they have built these mini games out. They are so Or these sub-modes or whatever you want to call them. Sub-stories, yeah. It is extremely deep. Clearly, they put a ton of effort into these. So they do want you to try they it want, out. They want, they they want, want you to check it out. They want you to try it out. out. So right. I get that. I get that. But I don't love getting taken out of the, the experience I was having with the base game mm -hmm. to do these other things. Yeah, because you want to advance the main story. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. You're I'm into having a great that. time with that. I want to keep that going. So it was a bit of a bummer yeah. for multiple times to be like, oh... Come, come with me. Now I'm going to show you this, and, and it's you're going to be you're, like 35 minutes. You're going to learn whether you want to or not. Right. So where I left off was I was stuck on the Animal Crossing island, uh -huh. and they were like, "Oh, you'll be able to return to Hawaii in a couple days." <sighs> Can I just go now? <laughs> it's like I do eventually want to check this out, but again, like I'm really into the base game and the yeah. story and the progress I was making in that. So it just feels like a, like a real detour mm -hmm. to get sucked out. And, of, of, and I'm out not, of your control. And I'm not in the right mindset to play these mini games either because I just want to get through them. So you're like jamming the yeah, skip I'm just text. Yeah, I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm blowing yeah. through text. As I just, and there was, there was another one too, which was like a crazy taxi. This was like the- That one was fun. That one was pretty cool. That was like the- And it was pretty short. That was the least complex of them all, where you're like delivering food in like this crazy taxi kind of setting. Yeah. But they did make you do that and, and, mm -hmm. and show you that. Definitely and the Sujimon. Show you, show yeah. you how that works. Yeah. The Sujimon, I mean that, that was- That one took a long so time. So that was in the first game, but they've really blown it out now. Because mm -hmm. you where, meet the professor in the first game. Right, and even when you're on the world map, like that stuff, like people to fight or things to collect, for those- Everywhere. Everywhere. Do you even have little like poke stops, right. basically? So I don't. I don't know. I hope at some point there's not some like mandatory Sujimon battle because I'm going to be. You're Ill, not Ill I'm not. I'm not going to be equipped Ill, for that. I have been. I, I. I'm with you. Like I don't like to be taken out of the experience, but I do find myself after I do the mini games or like the little sub stories. Like I do find myself like sort of interacting with the world more. Like I have collected a fair amount of those little. You, you give them a little box of chocolates <laughs> uh, instead of a pokeball, and you have to like do this little meter that yeah, like like, right. like how much can they convince you to join? Yeah. And it's like hilarious. <laughs> um, so there's parts of it that's very humorous and and super well done. Yeah. Um, so I, I find myself interacting with that, but I agree. Like a lot of them feel a lot more in depth, and it does kind of take you out of the main story. Like I remember in um, uh, Yakuza Seven that we played last year. 
the 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 sort of the big mini game they had that took a long time was that stock this yes the chicken this and now that you bring that up i had a similar feeling about that yeah. when that got introduced which was like I don't this know is, what to do. I don't completely understand this. This is a right. lot to throw on me right now. Can yeah, and I, just, I kept losing. Can I just too? get back to what I was doing? Right. To be honest, I never. I'm never sure I got completely the grasp figured, of that. I figured it out in the end, and then I got addicted to it. I figured out enough to get through it. Then because, I was like, a, because that, that was, was fairly mandatory. Now I'm getting nervous that there's gonna like the, like the last boss is gonna be some like Sujimon. <laughs> I was like, I. I, I it clicked for me like in the middle of that experience, and then I got like, addi like simply addicted to it. It was like amazing. Oh, simply addicted. Simply, simply addicted. The other thing that's a the bit the chicken. I miss yes. that chicken. The other a thing lot. that's a bit weird about that the Sujimon is like the game itself is a turn-based battle, and then you have this other mode that's this other kind of turn-based yeah. battle. So it's like it's kind of like competing against itself. Yeah, but it's like, it feels different, completely different. The, those two kinds of battling. But anyways, and then there was another one where you had to go into that dungeon. You're doing dungeon oh, yes. crawling? I didn't mind that as much. That one, I minded because the enemies were scary. They were clowns on stilts. I did not like that. <laughs> yeah. What kind of dirty mind comes up with <laughs> clowns on stilts, okay? What kind of degenerate weirdo comes up with that, Sega? Tell me. Um, I was very... I was I was not having I was like I was feeling like nauseous <laughs> trying to like get through that and I died once too I really? died because I, I was like oh. I was not I was like I, I could oh, not oh no I I, I, I didn't mind time. that but yeah that was like and the, then I had to like I had to re reboot it that was like a multi story like long hard dungeon yeah where you dungeon crawling you can get some good um, rewards yeah. and they they bail you out about halfway they're like we've done enough of this let's let's come back later. I wasn't sure. I was like, do I have to do all of this? Yeah. Is this the right thing I'm supposed to be doing now? Yeah. And it turns out it was. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but I mean, enough about these complaints. I mean, otherwise I'm loving this game. Right. It's not really complaints. It's just like the game structure is just this way. And some of the mini games are super fun. I like them. And some of right. them are clowns on yeah. the silks. I mean, maybe it's also <laughs> like this very, the, the very long intro that the game has. There's a lot of cutscenes. Where like you see daylight or it's like, I can finally play this. And then it's like, oh, Sujima. Yeah, but I really like it. I really like the how many cut. Like, I like the cutscenes. I started so well done. I started to get a little impatient. Oh, you did. But I, I am finally at the point. Well, once I get off this Animal Crossing, <laughs> I will. I will have full freedom to roam. And it's and it's very good. Yeah, I just take like little snack breaks while I watch cutscenes. <laughs> it's great. The one thing that I will say. So I'm playing the game in Japanese, as you. Oh you yes. Um, the one little other nit I have is. Like, they have this voice acting, like, for the Japanese speakers, done really well. Right. But there's also, like, you're in Hawaii, so you're encountering, like, a lot of people that potentially don't speak Japanese. It's inconsistent how this it's is done. It's very yes. inconsistent. Like, I did a, a big sort of boss thing, and I was kicking myself for not changing. Well, the boss the boss was the Danny Trejo character. I wanted to hear Who Danny looks Trejo. exactly like Danny yeah. Trejo, but Danny Trejo is speaking Japanese. But I didn't like that. I wanted to hear the English right. one. I didn't change it in time, and then I couldn't watch it. So there's, there are far too many characters that you encounter who are just straight up fluent in Japanese. Yeah. When, but then sense. you'll find others who are speaking English to you. So it's like... And then there was that other character. I'm pretty sure there's not this many people... I'm sure it's not the, the, every cop on the street is not fluent in Japanese in there's Hawaii. There's that other character's name was like Bryce. Yeah. It was like Bryce, like Featherstone or yeah. something like that. I was like, there's no way Bryce Fairchild or whatever right. is speaking fluent Japanese right. and then like like very like 
accented English. Right. So this doesn't make any sense to me. So it's a little, it's it's quite inconsistent how they're doing that. Yeah. And you do have in your party a guy who's bilingual who could have, they could have just completely solved it. Like, oh, he, he's translating for you on the fly. Yeah. So like there clearly is this language barrier, but yeah. I think they, they had a built-in way to just solve for that. Exactly. They could have just done that. So I wish I wish they were a bit more yeah. consistent. I didn't that. really enjoy Danny Trejo saying Dios mios in Japanese. <laughs> I'm just telling that right now. I was like, what? <laughs> Don't like this. <laughs> but that, that 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 whole sequence was really fun. Like Yeah, I, that was like our our first kind of big yeah. like boss dungeon area in I the game. So and it was fun. it was really well done. Time. Like yeah. they were kind of like feeding you story along the way mm -hmm. and you pick up another character for your party yeah. along the way. There's so many cool like environments that you're in. It's not it just looks, like some yeah. dank sewer or whatever. Yeah, you, like, you're in a new place that is unexpected and surprising. Yeah, it's very cool. Really very well done. Very well done. I had a lot of like gasp moments at that yeah. and it was very stylish, you know, really fun. Right, right. So that was super well done. Yeah. Um, I think we're both at a point now where like the job system has opened up too. Yes. So I that, changed one of mine to a surfer, which is fun. Yeah, so I think that's the only one that's available to us at this point. Yeah, you can do, you have to pay money. So basically you go to like a travel agency mm -hmm. and you buy like whatever tour. Like a little tour, experience tour. And then have. that is the job. You're basically buying the job. So right. it's kind of a cute way it's to do it. Because you get a very cool cutscene of them doing the thing, which is a fun yeah. little reward. And then Oh, you, that cutscene was so fun yeah. when and they then, become the surfer. Right. And then you get the job. So yeah, I, I changed Ichiban from just his base, like, hero. Oh, I love him as the hero. And, and I switched him to the Aquanaut, which is like a surfer. Yeah, I, I switched my, the other guy in my party that I don't like. Yeah. Little Tamizawa. I don't like him either. Tamizawa <laughs> is giving us, like, some some NCL energy. NCL employee, and yeah. NCL, NCL lackey. Just disgruntled NCL employee. Energy. Yeah. We're both like, mm, Tommy's all needs We've to seen get. this before. Yeah, needs yeah. to get. So I changed to a surfer, which makes him a okay. little more palatable. Okay, okay. <laughs> Aquanaut, whatever right, it's called. Right, right. So the full party size is four, which I couldn't remember in the last game. Was it three or four? Yeah. But it's, it, now it feels like this feels is... good. Now you have a really good variety of characters. Yeah. And I know there's a lot more characters that we will get, and there's a lot more classes to get because mm -hmm. I keep getting weapons for these yes. classes that I don't have. Right. So that that's that's a fun thing that I am eager to get back to of like, what other classes can I unlock? And are there any like better fits? Because I have a couple characters in mind. I'm like, oh, I think you could do a little bit better if you had a different class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think and the the uh, fighting, like the battling and stuff, is is all really fun too. Oh my god, this this fighting system, this battle system is is incredible. Amazing. They did such a good job with it. So it is turn-based, but there are some action aspects to it that really do like have a lot of layers of strategy mm -hmm. where you have a circle that you can move around in freely in and yeah. attack people from different angles. So like for you can hit people in the back, which will do higher damage, or you can hit people into a wall, which will like do damage. Or you can hit them into each or, other. Yeah, into each other and not have them all fall down. Or you can knock them into one of your other party members and they'll, and they'll do, they'll do another attack yeah. as they fly into them. So that's really fun to layer off. Like, I was thinking like, man, what if Final Fantasy 16 had this battle system versus oh. just the action? Like, I think that might be a lot better. <laughs> you can do something fun with Torvald. Yeah, you can push a person into Torgo's mouth. I think that would be a much Great. better game, actually. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think that it's like a such a dynamic way to do turn-based battle. And it's so fast, too. So fast. Like, you see somebody on the street, you get in the fight, like, boom, you're right into it, you fight, you're like... 
I have I I love doing just the random scrub battles yeah, on the fun. way to whatever the destination is because yeah. they're fun and they're fast. Yeah, it's it's and really. And some of good. those specials are really fun too. Yeah, like some of those yeah. specials just like are like very. Again, it has like a very stylish quality to it. Mm -hmm. Like one of the the things you can do now um, with the Aquanaut is he he does a Hawaiian barbecue and that's like <laughs> a heel, but he literally like gets out like a grill yeah. and makes like he's like right. Tommy Zaw grills some meat yeah. like, and then like party gets healed. Like some of that stuff is just ama amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. really fun, you know. So, yeah, I really like the battle system a lot in this one. I think that's probably the best one yet. More to come on this game. Yeah, and our spoiler cast is on the way. Last game is Pal World, which Pal I think I think you have now greatly surpassed where I am in Pal well, World. So I, again, tell us what's been happening. I have found with you the, and the, pals. the most magical way to play Pal World is um, like remote play with my backbone yes. on my phone. Because Pal World is such like a play a little bit throughout the day kind of thing. So I have just been doing that like pretty much all weekend. I'll just like play a little bit and then like go do my weekend stuff. And it's been great to just kind of keep up with this game. Um, but yeah, I have made some big moves in Power. Oh. I have now upgraded my base two more levels, level mm. 10 now. So I have a lot of like very automated systems of resource getting resources. Mm -hmm. I've also discovered that like hatching these eggs is very lucrative. Mm -hmm. Like especially the large ones. Yes. Like they some really What's in there? great pals come out of those eggs. Like I have my my base is just filled with like the most legendary looking pals. Oh. I actually saw this really funny tweet that the developer tweeted out. It was like a picture of like a crazy like the, the Geardos looking pal. Yeah. It's like what is your job? What is your destiny? And it's like chopping wood. And it's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that, that's literally my base. It's like these crazy, like, they look like, you know, legendary Pokemon, yeah, like yeah. flaming manes and stuff. And then they're working your sweatshop. Literally, literally like, like refining like fiber <laughs> and like picking this berry. Um, but they're fast and like, I have so many, like, it's very, mm. like, it's very automated and, and cool. Guns, though. What guns do There's you have? There's lots of guns that people have guns. I do you have a gun? I don't have a gun yet. What? There's. I looked more down yeah. in the little path. The tech tree. The tech tree, yeah. and my weapons bench is almost ready to unlock. So I think Thank it's the goodness. next level. Thank but goodness. Someone has a rocket launcher now, which is fantastic. A pal. A pal. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which is really fun. I also have unlocked many modes of transportation. I can fly. Oh. I can be on a, 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 a copycat Lapras and swim around. Oh, like, you can swim? Well, I ride it, and it's like wow. you can now go into the ocean area. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, I have the deer that we were playing yeah, around yeah. with on our stream. Um, yeah, so I, I can I can basically traverse all different ways now th through the terrain. Hmm. I found the next tower, but it looks scary. It's in the, with the boss. It's in the volcano. Does it give you any hint of like this level? This is a good level to be at. Well, everybody around there is like level thirty, so I don't think that I'm there yet. I'm level what? like nineteen. I Maybe think. there's another tower that's more suited to you. Maybe that you haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I haven't like explored everything hmm. yet, but yeah, I'm doing really good, and like my character is really like nice. armored up now. I found like recipes for you know like a, a real helm. I've picked up amulets. To like augment wow. my character, he's doing good. Neat. How world? It's legit. It's legit. The only thing that I'll add is, 
I showed this off in our last behind the scenes video last week. I did get a new controller mm -hmm. because the base Xbox controller. You don't like I, it. It's the but the face buttons are too loud for me. Yeah. And I was getting irritated by that, so I picked up the what's the name of the Hyperkin Xenon, which mm -hmm. is based on the Xbox 360 controller, which is a controller I love. Yeah. And this is so much better. You the, solved the downside is that it is it is wired. Like no third party controllers have wireless, I believe, mm -hmm. on Xbox. But it's a long cable. I haven't minded it. It's it's so much more comfortable. We used it when we streamed the game. Yeah. Last week, and I really liked it. It was so nice. Yeah. Like I played with it. It was really really nice. Right. So that that's the only thing I would ask. I've been playing on that, and I've been you're, much much happier. You're now also able to play on your Steam Deck. You said. Oh yeah, yeah. You can do a thing where you can run um, Xbox Cloud Gaming through the Steam Deck, yeah. and it's great and very easy to control and easy to get into. So, yeah, I've been playing occasionally that way too, and super, super fast. So like and lots of different ways for you to all, play. Of course, your progress, nice. you know, transfers over to whether you're playing on the system or on the cloud. Right. Um, really, really well done. Nice. So, yeah. Keep fixing those bugs, guys. Yeah, I fell through the world again. Oops. Oh. It's okay. Yeah. I also oh I learned an important I learned an important little um, trick from an, someone that left a comment. Uh, thank you so much if you know you for know, our stream from one of our streams. Oh, from our stream. Someone what was left the comment? a comment. Thank you. You're very helpful. Is that you can change a setting to turn off losing all your stuff. Oh yeah. When you die. I have seen. So I did it. So there's actually there's quite a bit you can customize. Customize and I've a been lot. I've been a little hesitant to start tinkering with that because I'm like this could be a slippery slope where all of a sudden I'm like God mode. Yeah, I, I everything else I left exactly the same. Like I think you can also like adjust like how long the night is if you don't uh, like the night. I kind of don't like the night. Uh, you can sleep in the bed. I mean, you gotta have. But like, sometimes you get caught out yeah. exploring. Yeah, oh, but, no. you know, it, it is a, um, a survival game, so you don't want to take out all the things and make it hard. Yeah. You want a little bit challenged. But that that whole thing of losing all your stuff really irritated me. Yeah, that can get Especially tough. when I was encountering bugs that right. made it impossible right. for me to get my stuff right. back. Right, right, right. And so I turned that off. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank you for the nice comment, though. <sighs> Wonderful. Uh, next up... We have our questions from our community, and this is a great chance to talk a little bit about our Patreon because we get all of our questions from our Patreon community. Yeah. Last week, we talked about some big changes mm -hmm. that were going into effect, and now they are into effect. They are, and it seems like our Patreon community has been growing, but also those that have been with us for a long time really love the new changes. Yeah. We've been hearing a lot of positive comments about it. Um, there's a lot of now exclusive content that yes. you can get only if you are subscribed to our Patreon. So not only do we get, uh, do you guys get the um, big spoiler cast that we were just talking about, but you also get things like behind the scenes, which we do every uh, every week. We do a weekly bonus Q and A, mm -hmm. and of course we only answer the juicy questions That's right. in the weekly bonus Q and A. Um, but yeah, there's tons of, you know, ex exclusive things that you can get. So join us, won't you, on patreon.com slash Krista. First question's from Doinko. Doinko! Doinko! Hey guys, is Chibi Robo dead? Oh no. Could you ever imagine Nintendo bringing the character back, whether in the form of an HD remake of the good game, <laughs> or an even more <laughs> middling spin-offs, <laughs> or is his fate at best an assist trophy in Smash? Chibi oh, Robo is Chibi absolutely Robo. not dead. No. Absolutely so. not. Chibi, we have not seen the last of Chibi Robo. Mm -hmm. I think we're waiting for the think, right time for Chibi Robo. Think about 
the full life of a console cycle, you need to look closely at every franchise and IP that you have. And, and in most cases, you're digging deep. And if something is halfway passable, you're going to give it a go. Yeah. So do not be shocked to see a chibi robo game on the Switch 2. I think so too. I think this is an era where a lot of these older franchises or franchises that have been dormant for a little while will come back. Yeah. Because if we are correct in our prediction that Switch 2 is just going to be like a little bit of a, a step up from current Switch, like you're going to get some of these right. deeper cut franchises. Like what is, this would be an interesting thing to look at. Like how many games did Nintendo publish for the full life of the Switch? It's a lot. It's a lot. You need a lot of content. So even if Chibi Robo is not like an A-plus franchise, it's like, yeah, people people kind of know this, or there's some good ideas that we can keep doing fun things mm -hmm. within games. Yeah. Maybe not another 2D <laughs> platformer. Oh my gosh, yes. But yeah, this is, this is absolutely not a, a dead series. I want Chibi Robo to come back too. Good, agreed. Great. Jason Ball 34, this is a longer question, so settle in, but it's a good one. Hi, there was some buzz online at the start of the year about copyrights expiring mm. on the earliest Mickey Mouse cartoon. Disney is probably not happy about it. They even took the step of making that cartoon become part of their animation studio's logo 10 years ago to prepare for this, which turned it into a trademark that does not expire. Nintendo doesn't have to worry about this for another 50 years. 1981, Donkey Kong would be public domain in 2076, I think, by which time the world and entertainment landscape landscape will likely be so different from how they are today that it is not worth thinking about. Hypothetically though, as a fun thought experiment, if copyright on Super Mario Brothers were to instead expire very soon, like 2030, how do you think Nintendo would start preparing for the eventuality on all fronts? Would such a controlling company even be able to reconcile that reality? What would their games look like from that point onward as they wrestle with differentiating their own Mario content from others? Oh my God. So this is something where this law feels like it is intended for a different era. Type of thing. Era, also. Yeah. Where... Well, it, the intention originally, I think, was so that you can innovate on ideas. Sure. So you don't just lock something away forever, or else what are you going to... You're never going to get, like, another, like, innovation on, like, an airplane or, like, a car or something like that. I think that was what it was intentionally for. But... Yeah, when it comes to entertainment properties right. and IP, it feels like it doesn't belong there. I think this I think this law sucks. And if I think there <laughs> needs to, I think like some sort of consortium, big word. Oh, consortium. Of, of all these entertainment companies should get together and really and lobby of like this is this is so bad. For this is so brand. harmful yeah. for us as mm -hmm. the entertainment leaders in the world that are in this country. Like you need to change this. Yeah. I keep thinking about the abomination that is Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, all the Winnie the Pooh stuff. The that was like, horrible. And so, like, some of these things, like, with Disney and others, like, they're starting to come up. I have to imagine Disney tried their hardest to... But there's nothing you can do. ...change I what they think. can. But yeah. I, I just don't understand the intent of this law. Yeah, yeah. To just make this stuff available to everybody. Like, right. how is this... How is this good for these companies that have invested so much and built these things up? Right. What is the, what is the benefit? I can see your point about other industries... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it was supposed to be applied to other industries, but somehow it's blanketly applied to art. Let's just say this is art. Right. Um, and I, I think that's weird. I, I, I don't think it makes sense for this industry. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the question about like how Nintendo will grapple with it, they cannot. They I will mean, they'll, they, they would rather like delete Mario. 
I was just from the say, world. They would yeah. rather like delete Mario than have Mario become right. like, some abomination. Now the th the thing I don't know is like if that that being an international creation, what are the laws at play there? Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. But that's a potential complicating factor. Right. Or it could work in their favor. Like if the laws are... Yeah, if there's some different law in Japan that's like, yeah, you're exempt from this or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's very... I, I did find a few pretty clear explainers online about this. And mm -hmm. like depending on what year a thing was created, there's like a certain year length of okay. how long this is up for. But... It just doesn't make sense to me, and I don't like it, and I hope it gets changed. <laughs> it is, though. This is how we got the great um, Nintendo DS hit software, 100 Classic Books. 100 Classic <laughs> Books? You read it like this. Yeah. The DS was like this way. If you read a book in 100 Classic Books, we want to hear from you. I did. You did? Yeah. A whole book? I think I read a whole book in oh, 100 Classic Books. Oh, you're a sucker. I think oh, I read Sherlock man. Holmes. You really did? No wonder you can't see. Your eyes are shot. From the hundred classic Because you read books? a book on a DS. That's terrible. I thought it was neat. This is like the world before a Kindle. A Kindle exists. Well, before it. A Kindle existed then. Oh, did it really? Yes. Did I have it one? Do you, you I'm sure you had like three or four of them. I, I had three or four I Kindles I cannot and I still believe read you read 100. a Sherlock Holmes on a DS. Come on. <laughs> it wasn't very long. Anyways. No. Okay. Sorry. Paul Gale asks, hey, Kit and Krista, happy two-year anniversary to your podcast, and here's to many more. We're getting very close. Very close. But we are not there, we're not there yet, though. Exciting. Might be next week. What kind of new model Nintendo Switch would you buy, if any? Mm. I don't mean the next proper successor, but a revision of the current Nintendo Switch. For instance, if there was an $80 Nintendo Switch Micro that was half the dimensions of the Switch Lite, or a model that had a clamshell screen and a GBA SP-like form factor, would something like that interest you enough in picking one up? So like some sort of Switch Lite situation. A physical revision of the current Switch hardware. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I kind of like the Switch hardware as is. That's the thing that's amazing about it. It's like yeah. it was kind of really good from day one. It kind of was. And it didn't need a revision. A lot of revision. Right. I can see it getting like kind of like it could be kind of fun to have something like a, you know, like a like a clamshell version of it. Yeah. Or some kind of, you know, really tiny version of it. It could be fun for laughs. Like you've seen those like folding phones now. Like what yeah. if you had a switch that folded in half right. for for form factor? For just for fun. Like yeah. it could be like oh, a, for or for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Um I, I'd probably be interested just to look at it and, and like kind of play around with it. But yeah, the thing is the Switch was is such a good form factor. Right. Like from the very beginning, even the, the first gen, like mm -hmm. beyond, before OLED, like that one was good. Yeah. Like we all just, it just felt good. Yeah. You know? It, it wouldn't make much sense for them to do it now, but when all the Switch Pro rumors were going around, I was like, what if they're like, just better materials? Like you don't have to totally change the design, but like what mm -hmm. if it was made of like, Metal or something. Oh, metal! Like it's so heavy though. Something that was really like carbon fiber. Right, or just mm. just a higher quality plastic or material. Yeah, make to, it look glossy like a luxury car. Yeah, something like that. I, Diamonds. Again, it, diamond crusted. No, it doesn't make sense diamond for them to put that out now. Yeah. PlayStation on the PSP, they did have. So we have the Switch Lite, which mm. is exclusively handheld. They yeah. they made the PlayStation TV which was the guts of a PSP that you plugged into your TV. Oh. And you played it only that way. Okay. So that was like 
the opposite idea of that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where the functionality is exclusively for the TV. I kind of wonder if, like, I should think more carefully about going just, if there was an option for me to just do only handheld in the next gen. Well, there's one that exists right now. No, not for the next generation. <laughs> okay. Like, if they, like, let's say, I don't, they're not doing this. But let's say, like, they, they came out out of the gate saying, like, we have Switch 2 and then Switch 2 Lite that only does right. handheld. And well, I'm sure they'll have that eventually. They'll probably have it eventually. Yeah. But, like, you know, right at launch, if you want to play Switch yeah. 2, like, you, you can also play Switch 2. Sure. It's only handheld. Sure. Like, I, I might go all, all handheld. Why not? Right? Because I just don't... But yeah. the fidelity of the, of the 4K graphics will surely be up to snuff for the cinematic experience that only you crave, right? I crave Surely. It. I can, Truly. It's either two things. Either I'm reading a hundred classic books on a DS, Sherlock Holmes, or we're getting the 4K PS5 cinematic Can I get experience. a bookshelf that I can put my Switch into and make it look like I'm, I'm actually reading a book? A hundred classic yes. books. <laughs> it's like those things where people are, I've, I've hidden a gun in this hollowed out book. It's like, no, I've, I've, I've hidden my Switch and now I'm reading my hundred classic books you're on the like Switch. You're like school, but yes. you're like reading it like, a, the, like Webster's Dictionary or something. This is not a book. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder about, like, if they had, like, out of the gate, like, that would be kind of interesting, an uh, interesting, okay. like, decision to make, you know, and I wonder what a lot of people would do, you know? Switch Micro, I think there would be a text problem there. As my, I, I do real, I, I do have and like a couple Game Boy Micros. I have a Micro, yeah. But even that definitely has some text issues, but I think the Switch would be going too far. Switch Adachi. It's only, huh? you just play a Tamodachi button. Oh, oh, I, oh, that's a, oh, that's a good name. Wow, did you just come up with that name? I did. Right wow, that, that's pretty good. That's Nintendo. slick. Record Rumble has the next question. Hey, Kit and Krista, I was doing a deep dive into Bayonetta 2, since that's my favorite game, and I was searching YouTube, and I saw there's an entire Nintendo Direct for the game that features interviews of members of Treehouse. Bayonetta 2 had a promotional spread in Playboy, and Nintendo's notes for her Link costume included showing more cleavage. What was it like promoting Bayonetta 2, and how different was it from other games y'all worked on while at Nintendo? <clears throat> yeah. Fun fact about me. I'm not sure how many people know this. I worked on the Playboy video game. You should save that for a story. This is time. this is a very juicy story time to talk about later. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of interesting stuff. That it's really ridiculous that that it's game existed there and was, that was an interesting organization. I was like, this is to an, work with. There was an era of like popularity, you know, in, in that like early 2000s yes. era where right. that was more than just like a magazine. It was like yes. a whole entertainment. I'll, give, I'll, I'll drop some breadcrumbs here. Went to the Playboy Mansion. Oh wow. Went on a tour with a playmate. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> nice. Nice. High five, bro. Did you learn the bunny dip? What, the what? Did you learn the bunny dip? I was not a bunny, so no, I did not. Yeah, I no. the bunny dip. Um, Bayonetta, anyways, though. Bayonetta. She'd make a great playmate. Just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Well, the good thing about, um, I mean, the, the good thing about this game was they told us, they like, do not hold back just because we are Nintendo. It's rated like, M, This right? is an M-rated game, yeah. and if we are going to do justice to this game, we, gotta, we are going we to we're going to approach, approach it, it like an M rated like game. a proper M rated game. Exactly, it definitely made some people nervous yeah, because it's not the audience that we're typically not what dealing we with usually do. Mm -hmm. But I think that was very much the right move and smart of them to not try to half step it. There is um, a thing that Nintendo does with some of these M rated games, which is a um, all ages trailer. So, like yeah. showing yeah. you know Bayonetta in a Nintendo Direct, for example, they would have to work pretty hard to make sure that everything is not M-rated. Um, 
to make sure that you know it can go into like a big presentation like that. Yeah. So they did did some stuff like that to kind of make it fit with some of the other Nintendo properties if they're doing like a big thing. But yeah, I mean it was very much like marketed like an Embraer game. I mean, everybody in marketing has to do this annual ESRB training. Yes, which we're is scared like, of which the is ESRB. And, and it was basically like scared straight. Yeah, it's we're like, really don't, scared. Do not do these things. This will cost you thousands of dollars. You'll probably get fired. You'll probably get fired. Your department will owe <laughs> millions of dollars right. to the ESRB. Like, you'll get fined. Yeah. You'll, you'll be put in jail. Or um, worse. Or worse. Yeah. Fired. You don't want to find out. <laughs> you don't want to find out. Switching it up, underscore. Another long question. Hey, Kit and Krista, how are you both? I have recently been watching a video that Scott the Waz did about the Wii U and its initial reveal. It brought back so many memories. It made me wonder a couple of things. How did the change in joysticks come about? Originally, the Wii U gamepad had circle pads like the Nintendo 3DS. Nintendo even had media play with this version at E3 2011. Then, when, then the, when the Wii U released, it had proper joysticks. Did you two get to play the version with the circle pads, and how did it compare? Secondly, after the Wii U was revealed at E3 2011, Nintendo basically went radio silent on the console until its release the year 2012. Why did that happen? Why were they so reluctant to talk about the Wii U for the rest of 2011? <clears throat> Do you think if they did talk about Wii U more during that time, they could have turned it around? Thanks again, and here is a picture of the original gamepad for people who want to see it. We definitely played with that version. We did, yeah. we did, yeah. We um, also did an episode where we talked a little bit about like the, the history and yes. launch of Wii U. We touched on some of these things, but yeah, these are really good questions. And when we looked back on sort of the timing of everything, this should have been a red flag, I think, because it was the it was very strange for it to be announced so early and then have it be radio silent basically for the rest. Of it was year. too long of a of a buildup. It was way too because long because it was at two e threes. Which right. is far too many. Too many. Uh, the first time was with the, quote, experiences, which basically became Nintendo Land and a couple yeah. of other games. And yeah, we had this this kind of unfinished gamepad. Honestly, the circle pads felt pretty good. I mean, it was exactly like, like the, 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 the 3DS, 3DS circle ones, pad, but you yeah. had two of them. I think, you know, there was probably some pressure to make them proper analog sticks as a, you know, to have parity with other controllers exactly. where you have sticks where you can click in mm -hmm. versus like, well, you're missing two of the buttons that we use, so how are we going to get your get our game on this? Ultimately, yeah. it didn't matter. We didn't get those games anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was also click it. the, remember, they were like teasing this other feature, which was the NFC Thing. Right. Like, oh, there's one more big feature that we were not revealing now, and people yes. are like, what could it be? be? Okay, and that's ended, that, that was not in yeah. this version here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just because, as far as the silence, there was just too much time, and there was not a way to be, or a reason to be talking about it nonstop for like a year, not, a year and a half. There was not enough information there to share not, about it. There was not enough to say. Yeah, and I don't think it would have helped. I think it would have hurt, actually. We, the, the, the thing is, is that we just shouldn't have announced it at that first E3. Yeah, wait, wait another waited a, year. Waited another year. Right. And then have it be closer to the release right. date, and then you can build up the momentum. But the Wii was in such dire straits at that point. It was, it was so like, desperate. We, we, we need, yeah, it really fell off a cliff. We need like, to let people know that we're ready for the next thing. Yeah, the pressure. Whether the next thing was ready or not. The pressure of it. Yeah, it just right. wasn't ready. But the whole mentality around that was, was a little bit messed up. Like, I remember the San Diego Comic-Con, right before it came out, like three to four months before it came out, we were doing this big, and this was, this was that's, that show's always in July, 
this big event of like, oh, we're going to have media come and, and see. And it was in this kind of public facing area that we had. It was just like a back area. And they were like, should we open this up to the public? And they were, oh, it's, it's far too soon to be showing the yeah. public this system. It's like, it's coming out in three months. Right. When is the right time then? Yeah, when what, then? How many of these opportunities are you going to have? When are you going to start doing something? It was weird. So I, but it was, the powers that be were just like, oh, of course. It's far too early. It's like, how are you coming to this conclusion? Can you explain your logic here? I don't understand. <laughs> Whatever. Curse from the start. Yeah. Last questions from VGM Life. Hi, Kit and Krista. Your recent discussions on style guides got me wondering what color motif will the Switch 2 logo have? Still mm. primarily red like the Switch or another color? And then there's another question we're not doing. <laughs> so the first one. Okay. Um, I think it's going to stay red. They got that red Ford branding. They're into that. They're very into that. Yeah, I think if you are going to the trouble to stick with the original, you know, logo and name. Mm -hmm. Again, don't shake the boat and, and yeah. don't introduce any reason to confuse people of like, wait, is, is it really the same? Is it different? You picked red. That's what yeah. it is forever. Right. Red, green, and blue. Okay? Green is Microsoft, blue is PlayStation. That's all you guys, three yeah. of y'all picked and it. And once, once green and blue are off the table, like what, what's really left? Yellow. Let's be honest. Purple. We've done purple. <laughs> We've had GameCube purple. Oh, purple. We can't okay. do that can't again. Do purple. Um, orange. It's hard. It's hard. Like no orange other colors orange. are as impactful, really. As primary those. You need primary so, Yeah, you need something bold. You need something that stands yeah, out. The that, color wheel. Look at the color wheel. You know yeah, that, that is equally appealing to everybody. It's like there's no. It's gonna be red. It's red. Yeah. It's so red. Red. It's redder than ever. Whoa, more red, none more red. Bloody okay. and red. There we go. That's innovation. <laughs> All right. Those are our questions from our Patreon community. Thank you very much. Now it's time to do our shout outs, but we have a very exciting addition, which is our final boss. Has been chosen. It is Aaron, none other than Aaron Hash, and we get to see. Aaron's great artwork right on our set. Aaron goes by Cyberfox, yes. so it's only fitting that this is uh, what he passed along for us Aaron to include. Aaron also loves racing. Yes. So this is why it's holding like a, like a little... There you go. So congratulations, Aaron, for being our first final boss. Remember, there's only one. There can so, only be one, yes. And it's him. Right. <laughs> so there you go. And Aaron shall remain it for as long as he would like. So yeah, until, he, until he self-vacates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the throne. Right, Up right. to him. Very Up exciting. Him. Yeah. But yeah, if... Went like a hot cake. Sure did. Very exciting stuff. Okay, superstars? Yes. Here we go. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Roy Eschke. Switching it up underscore. Safazon. VGM Life. Link, the hero of wins. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyle LaBeouf. Roberta Nieves. Frederick Oof Conradson. Andrew Uhoffs. Chili. Bruce Stack. And Simon. Welcome back, Simon. Simon. I miss Simon so much. I'm so glad he's back. Okay, here comes the one-up club. A-Rom Burgundy. Ale Alejandro. Astro Dev. Awesome 46. Dan Moon Horizon. Ben GB. Bookum Dano. Bookishly Fab. Brad SF56. Brooke Obscura. Brovac Novak. Cameron. Chelly Squirrel. Chrissy. 
Christopher Lay. Captain Alex. Crimcat. Cristobal. Sea Roper 17. Cynical Squid. Dachshund. Dark Chaos. Doinko. Elite Peach. S. Bart's 50. Fart Priest 69. Furbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox Deploy. Garrett Hullfish. Garf the Wolf. Gartooth. Heroic. Iris Marin. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jeremy Lewis. Jerry 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Justin Leminger. Kawa 2796. Keith Kwan. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kibo. Christopia Party with me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Linnell Stickman. Lazy Cat for Coffee. Lex. Lit. M1I Matt. Macho Potato. Mad Dog 5981. Magnificent Easy G and Callie Marie. Marky Man 64. Mario Man 392. Mecha Dragon 101. Medallion. Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Mr. Ryan 07. Ma Motomania. Mr. Andy Pong. Mr. Beans and Dip. MSM Poke Gamer. My Tran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Nick. Ninja 11. Panda Buns. Pangy. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Reaver. Rain Tech. Record Rumble. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Ryan Etta. Sharif Jackson. Shinryu. Schmiggles. Schlobro. Snozzle. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citrone. Stevie Meeks. Tales of Link. Tay 1. 20N64. The Shark Among Men. Thomas Alvarez. Three Rivers. Timmy V. Topher Schmofer. Totally Joette. Travis Torline. Trajawi. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tuscoop. Tyler Geis. Vezvez. Video Game Stupid. Vigmictor. Viridian. Virtual Bot. Weed Kingdom. WG Grizzy. What Up Khalil. YUYU. Wicked Davy. Will Johnson. Zudaverve. Zada. Isan. Zelgara. Zapati. And Zroid. Wow, there's a lot of Z's and V's We now have W's. One, four names that start with Z. Wow. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> Zal, as they say. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was really fun. Congratulations to our final boss and our wonderful superstars and our one-up club members. The ranks are growing. It's exciting times. Pat yourself on the back if you're a Patreon subscriber. If you're not... Join us at patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. Thank you. All right. Yes. Another perfect episode in the books. Couple more things to say, though. Yeah. You have to do your part first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? If you're watching on video, yeah, you can go ahead too. and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Give a thumbs up. If you're listening on audio, you can also subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and a written review. And we're on the socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.